Hey, I'm Nashi. I'm Rizlar. And I'm Frosty. Welcome back to the Value Pack. Hold on, I have to gear, I have to gear check Nash right now. Alright, that is a full job. Dude, he CC'd me out of dance. What's happening? Oh, Rizlar! People look at you like you're crazy, and they refuse to admit <laughs> that it's pay to win, and just scream that it's pay to convenience! It's pay to convenience! Big money, big money, big money, big, big money! money! Oh, shit! We got it! We fucking got it! And welcome, everybody, to another episode of The Value Pack. First things first, Anashi won't be joining us today. He unfortunately had uh, some plans. He had to do some IRL stuff with the family, so he won't be joining us today. Um, we did get some, some brief thoughts that he has on... Uh, the arena soul layer changes the the new map um but he won't be joining us today so uh if any of you are nyashi fans all seven of you maywas out there uh yeah sorry but uh today we're going old school just me and frosty gonna be hanging out talking about arena soul layer changes the uh grind hour the private grind hour and uh the new elvia grind zone in Calfion, the hex sanctuary which you said it's different than because I haven't looked at it. you. You said they change. It's not the 340 AP. Yeah, they thing. they changed it to 300. Oh, thank God! So it's 300, <laughs> 390, the 390, 390 DP. Yeah. <clears throat> so not 340. What did they say before? Like 340, like 450 or some shit. I think it was 340, 400 or something. That's what yeah, they originally interesting. said. I wonder why they changed that because originally they had said that that was a big thing. They they wanted to have a spot for people to aspire to grind at, right? The idea being that, like, we know you guys aren't going to be able to grind there now, most of you, but, like, one day you'll be able to, and that's, like, a goal to work towards or whatever. So I wonder why they changed that. But uh, first, before we get to any of that, we got to thank our lovely patrons, uh, Garmouth.com, Hawaiian, Melt On Your Mouth, Minaria, and Wavesy, as well as all of our Twitch subscribers, which you can find the links to uh, our Twitch streams down in the description below. Uh, Twitch.tv slash SoFrosty, not Reslar, and Nayashi underscore NA for each of us, respectively. Okay, so first things first, Arena Solaire. They made some changes. They added a new map. Frosty, mm -hmm. you tested them. Nayashi tested them, but he couldn't be here. Uh, I have not tested them, so uh, you know, take the wheel. What what's uh, what's different? What do you like? What do you don't like? Well, have you watched or seen? Like, I'm curious your initial impression. Okay, so I have not. I haven't watched or seen anything. I've read. I read the changes, and I read like other people talking about them. Um, mm -hmm. so I know like the new map has like the almost Garmoth RBF esque like things that you can get that give you buffs and things of that nature. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know how much I like that. Apparently everyone loves the new map. Um, they say that I've been reading that like people have been really enjoying it and that's pretty good and a lot better than the Oluns. There were even some people I read saying like, just delete Oluns altogether and just keep the new map. Which like no, having multiple maps is a good thing. But yeah, um, and they improved. Yeah, no, I mean they've improved Olin's a little bit because it's kind of it's smaller and a little bit oh, more really? action. Yeah. Well, that's good. That's good. But yeah, so like adding new map is a Daytime. really good thing. Uh, I don't know if I like the the buffs thing. Um, I I don't know if I'm a huge fan of that honestly. Yeah. Oh, and then also the the healing thing is interesting too. Right. The reduced <sighs> healing by by fifty percent. So there's so, so much to go. Non-grab classes rejoice, I suppose. Yeah, so um All right, let me God, I'm trying to think where to begin cuz there's so much here that's new. 
let me start with the uh, the gear window, the new Solaris window, which is the interface in which you choose your gear. Um, the actual user interface of it, the experience, like the way you interact with it and interface with it, I think is pretty awesome. I'm kind of surprised at how good and seamless that part felt. Picking your gear and picking your crystals was really, really easy and made, even with no translations or poor translations, only some of it being translated, I had no problem like going through and picking my gear and setting stuff up. So the interface was, was fairly intuitive and easy to use and looks good. So that part was a, a plus. Um, the gear options, or I mean, just the fact that it is technically equalized by the fact that everyone gets access to the same gear. You do have to earn the gear over time by gaining coins, which when it comes to live server, I don't know how long that'll take, but basically one single win and you were able to buy anything you wanted on, on test lab. So it was pretty easy. Um, but the gear discrepancies are kind of weird. So while I think their plan or the, the style, the intent was to make it so people are a little bit lower AP, and it's it's odd too because I don't know. I, I think it was to make it a little bit lower AP and less and higher DP, so that way people aren't just like instant dying. Right. But uh, there's a couple issues with that. Is some classes still do a ton more damage than others, so at the lower gear they still feel awesome and do a ton of damage, and some classes don't. And then. The, some of the options now I, I haven't tested this myself but Illyrian who Despins who plays Witch he, he tests a bunch of different stuff apparently he was only able to like he I think he punched in the gear into a calculator if you set up like a full accuracy offensive setup versus uh, a class with an evasion passive setting up a full evasion setup the accuracy setup still only has like a 50% hit rate against the evasion class, which is pretty horrendous. Now, I, I haven't been able to actually see the numbers myself to know if that's true, but I can say in my experience, in the short experience that I had, it felt like when they went tanky, they were so tanky, but they still deal damage to the classes that are not setting up evasion. So, yeah. Uh, basically, the long and short of it is the class imbalances are exasperated in this version of gear because I think a lot of balance issues are masked by people having a lot of AP to overcome it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like with, with full gear. Now, um, I don't know if it's the end of the world. I, I think like if I do think it would feel less bad if you couldn't build as much evasion as you can. Because the thing is, is like you start with 350 DP compared to 245. And I don't know if you remember this, Rez, but do you remember back in the day when we were all 245 AP, which was basically full, is like that's Tet weapons and try accessories, if I remember correctly, with all your journals and stuff? Yeah. Pretty sure if you, or yeah, maybe it was even like Tet, maybe some Tet accessories were in there, but it's like old soft cap. No one had 350 DP when we were hitting 240 AP. Because <laughs> like, no, I, I, I think, I think, I think, 
full tet weapons with try accessories. I want to say it was like 253 or something, wasn't it? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, like 253. If you were like, yeah, everything. I th- maybe? I don't know. My, <laughs> I, it, well, dude, that's so long ago. <laughs> I remember going for my try excess t- try tongue guide earrings last and that that's what got me to 253 and i had probably i don't know 305 dp or 308 dp maybe so it's it's weird like you have so much dp so people are a lot more tanky which does actually in in a lot of cases feels really good because people you don't necessarily blow up super fast but then like um I don't know with the gear sets like making so for example a striker allowing them to become so incredibly tanky while not really having the gear options to deal with that and that striker still gets to deal significant damage to you is uh feels bad I guess so it's a combination of things need to be tweaked on classes which we've been saying for months after the rework for whatever reason they stopped doing balance changes and I think the gear needs to be looked at now the other problem with some of the gears, for example, Bassy Belt gives you 15 AP. I think it was 15 AP or 13 AP or whatever it is. And Orkinrad Belt also gives you 13 AP, except it has HP and evasion and DP. So I don't know why you would choose the Bassy Belt. You know what I mean? It's like, why, why is that yeah. even an option if it, one is just clearly better than the other and it's not actually a choice? Uh, and then the crystals, again, like, I don't know, resists are fucking terrible. And they feel really bad, especially in this game mode. Uh, <laughs> and it's funny because you can get the ignore resist crystals, but you basically, if you want to legitimately ignore resists of at least two or three CCs uh, a lot, like, like full on ignore them so you don't, nothing gets resisted you have to run four crystals, but they can just run two crystals to be able to get, you could get, so for example, you could get 25% knockdown bound as well as 5% stun stiff freeze because the adamantine, the normal RBF adamantine. And then you also get um, the 25%, you could get a second crystal that's 25%, I don't know, stun stiff freeze resist with 5% knockdown bound or whatever the secondary status. So it's, like the amount of resist that you gain for just putting in two boot crystals versus the ignore resist you get for putting in four crystals is so much less. It's horrendous. It like is really bad. You can't counter it. And it's like um, apparent as hell in here. Like resists are, are really just awful. And like the idea yeah. that I'm, people are going to be ranking up and just racking up losses from time to time based on resists at the end of matches in particular, because it's less a impactful when you know there's three people all just jumping on each other on each team like right in the center or something but mm-hmm. when it comes down to like 1v2s or 1v1s yeah like it's the end of the match just... it's a 1v1 in the final like deciding round and then yeah yeah it's it's <sighs> ho- if horrible absolutely ninja, horrible. ninja gets a, a a range stiffen jumps up to him goes for the cc to like get him on the ground and finish him off and they get resisted the fucking warrior, whatever it is, just like molly wops him. Like, yep. Yep. That's going to be frustrating. Yeah. Or even like a, a slow class. Like, I'm like imagining like an awakening guardian 
lands a, a grab or whatever and they go for cleansing flame just gets resisted and then just the wake up grab from a striker gg well played mm -hmm. right, so like is is suck valk gonna be king then because they have that <laughs> resistance i, I don't passive, know if it'll right? be king but it'll be fucking strong in here because I, so here's the other thing too like some of the stats because your stats are so low 250 all right you're around like 245 350 depending on which build you're doing you could go much higher dp and lower ap but like for example warrior pressing q to get what is it 20 ap and 26 or 26 ap and 20 dp like that's actually a significant amount of stats in a place like this you know what i mean like the difference between right. that having that up and not having that or um I don't know, for example, like Hashishin's 20 AP buff like makes a pretty big difference and is really important. It's a lot much larger percentage of damage than, you know, without. Anyway, so it's, I don't know, there's, it, it's very odd. Uh, I'll give a couple, like one of the examples of how I felt the gear yesterday. So, or uh, on Thursday when I tested it, there was a point where, I, unfortunately, I had two Awakened Kunos, which we'll get into the double the same class in a second, but we had two Kunos, two Awakened Kunos on the same team. The other Awakened Kuno grabs this Nova. We both jump on top, start dealing damage. We get a re-CC off in a pretty good time when we execute our entire combo, get the Nova down to 50%, which I'm, that, I don't actually have a problem with that. Like in a vacuum, I can live with that. That's okay. But then what happens immediately after that is a warrior dash grabs me and from full health just brings me all the way to zero instantly <laughs> by himself. So I'm like, well, that's weird. Uh, okay. Guess that's how that goes. So yeah. it was like pretty apparent. And then Sork too. Like there's a lot of classes. I, you can't even point out like one or two uh, that just the damage feels pretty wild compared to others. And, and you also don't know what gear everyone's running. Because everyone could be running different gear, so you have no idea. I, I mean, it, it might be kind of interesting to show, instead of it being a surprise, like maybe on that, they do a splash screen right before the match starts. It might be kind of nice to show like the APDP of everyone, so you kind of know what you're working with. Right. Yeah, no, that would be good. Yeah, so... There's that. Um, anyway, so that's the gear. It, it's kind of, it's like really, really awesome that you get to choose and that everyone has access to the same thing. That part is really, really cool. Uh, I think that they need to look at some of the defensive stats because they're kind of insane. And I know, I, I saw some shies were talking about how like they don't really have that much impact in terms of damage. So like their gear setup's kind of weird because they can't get that tanky with the gear. They only get a little bit more tanky and they also don't deal damage. So it's kind of a whole another can of worms with what Shy is dealing with. Um, mm -hmm. And then obviously because of class mods, stuff like Witch and Wizard do like zero damage uh, to, for example, gauntlets, <laughs> you know? So it's, uh, yeah. There's that. So that needs to all be worked on. And uh, I have uh, very little faith that that will be. But, you know, we'll, we'll see what ends up happening. Uh, hopefully the gear... I, I have zero faith that there will be any class balancing done. But hopefully with feedback, some of the gear gets changed a little bit. So it doesn't feel so dramatic 
dealing with someone that goes full defense but is still able to almost kill you in one combo whereas it takes your whole team catching them two or three times to kill them yeah i was you know? gonna i was gonna ask do, do you want them to i mean i'm assuming you just want them to look at arena solaire and then use that as evidence to balance the game as a whole right because I mean, we don't it's want another... them to like. We don't want them to make Arena Solaire only changes because then it becomes a new like RBF thing where every single form of PvP has different rules to play by. Yeah. Well, no. I mean, I guess it's another data point, right? But I, I mean, I think a lot of people know this. I don't need to say this, but there's definitely classes. I mean, I, I think DK's pre rework dealt with this forever, where it's like we don't feel like our damage is that good until we get to a certain amount of AP with human damage and then it's like okay now we've overcome this issue of our damage not being as good as others or whatever like it's you know there's a bunch of classes that kind of deal with that sort of thing where at a certain gear score you're like oh okay cool I can uh I can kill these people but when your gear score is limited some of these classes like can't really overcome that like casters for example, right. at least like suck caster, like going through a suck caster rotation on a striker that's gone full DP is like, you know, pretty rough. So I don't know. I don't know if they should balance based on this. They definitely should take some of the information. Like some of the things are just really obvious. I mean, it's like, it's literally just an amplified version of what we deal with, with full gear. Like no one, I don't think anyone is surprised that a striker is insanely tanky. It's the same thing you deal with in full gear. It's just sometimes in full gear, if the striker doesn't have as much gear as someone else, they can kind of overcome that. But right. here, you, that's not really an option, right? So, yeah. Um, definitely should use it as a data point. Although right now, I think that they should work, at least for the sake of the arena, focus on the balancing of the gear itself. Um, anyway, so that's the gear window. I don't know really what else to say about it, but, uh, it was the interface, the actual user experience of it is, was really, really nice and good and easy to use and, and pretty awesome. Actually, like I, I was surprised at how good that was. Um, they added a ready check in the beginning, which is nice. So it just, you kind of see how many people have hit okay or accept and ready. So when a match pops, it doesn't just throw you in and then people aren't there, they're AFK. Like you have to ready up before it throws you in. They'd made it um, best of five, like they said they would originally. Like basically, a lot of the complaints that people had in the first go around that we talked about, Rez, are were fixed, like most of them. There's an observe mode. You can see your team now, they're, your team is blue, the enemies are red. You have a kill notification. Yeah that also pops up when your enemy or when your team kills one of the enemies even if you're not participating you still get the kill notification i do wish the sound was slightly different to differentiate when you get the kill and when your teammate gets the kill there's also mm. a new uh death notification for your team that pops up in teal which also has the same sound effect which i wish i wish was different uh as well but now you know if your teammate or your enemy dies it's really, really blatantly obvious. Um, 
Yeah, there's observed mode. There's in the Olun Valley area. It's always daylight and bright outside and clear and easy to see. Oh, thank God. Yeah, which just visually looks nicer too. I think. Um, let's see what else. The wait times were a lot better. Uh, not necessarily the queue because you're on Global Labs and there's still a limited number of people on there. But, but like from the time you get in, yeah, like the the wait time of like when the gates open or whatever exactly. you want to call them. I, I think it could still be better, a little bit faster. It still feels like a little bit long of a wait time to start and a little bit long of a wait time to end, but nowhere near what it was that first time where it was like, dude, what is happening right now? Like we're waiting for two minutes. This one now, I. I can't remember if it's 20 seconds or 30 seconds, but you're definitely waiting for people to load in, which I, I get um, those. That's inevitable. But I think mm -hmm. the timer at the beginning, once you load in, because there's nothing. Um, I can't remember if there was an NPC to buy stuff in the beginning. I actually wasn't paying attention to that because I have the infinite pot on my character on Global Labs. Does anyone in chat know? Was, was there an NPC to buy items with? Well, no, because one of the changes they made is that your characters oh, are auto always... heals. Yeah, 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 you're right. Yeah. You auto heal. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so there's no NPC. Characters are always regening at the yeah. at the rate that which the best pots. Right, do. right. I forgot. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah, yeah. You don't need pot. You don't even need anything. Correct. Yeah, yeah. So that. So since there's nothing you have to do in the beginning, I don't think the wait time needs to be that long. However long it is, could be cut in like half, or at least cut by like thirty percent. Since there's nothing you're doing, once you're all loaded in, it's not like you're. And I guess with uh, Old Moonbook, you could change your skills and stuff, but I, do you need more than 10 seconds to get that done? So, yeah, I, I'm talking about post-loading screen. Everyone's saying, like, oh, people have to load in. I'm saying post-loading screen, there's still a really long wait time after, like, not as long as it was before, but still kind of too long since there's nothing you can really do between the time everyone is loaded in and when the match starts. So I don't think you should have to wait as long. And then at the end of a match, you cheer. Uh, and it loaded out fairly quickly, but there's still like somewhat of a delay. Not to explain it. It was like, and I, part of it, I don't know if it's Global Labs or not too, because it might feel different when it comes to live server. Cause you know, on Global Labs, like you go to Battle Arena and it just says now processing for like, 10 seconds or 15 seconds right yeah so that might be what's actually going on there maybe it's a global lab issue that we wouldn't really experience on live server but that anyway the wait times were better but i think could still be a little bit improved uh okay let's talk about the maps so Olun Valley was mostly the same, but brighter apparently they cut out some of the edges and stuff i still think there needs to be some obstacle in the middle yeah yeah but, i was i was kind of sad whenever i saw that they didn't add something in the middle yeah but it still felt way better this time around and um but the new map so my initial impression res was and everyone was reading it and like when we because i read through the notes first and we were we went live we read through the notes as they came up instead of like just hopping right in and i was like going through the rules and i was like oh my god dude they fucked it up because they added all these mechanics and there's a bunch of mechanics there's this giant sphere that moves around kind of the center plus of the map so the map is a gigantic circle but it has pathways so it it feels somewhat similar to the lanes that you have in arena of arsha except instead of one straight line it's sort of a plus you could go you know like an intersection i guess and this sphere moves around inside that intersection. Um, 
and it, it has two different things. One AOE that shows like a blue thing on the ground that will CC you, uh, and then another one that will deal damage to the, a red one. And that's just kind of moving around, uh, dealing it, doing its shit while you're fighting. And you do see the red shit on the ground, so in the middle of your fight, you do have a chance to reposition. So again, my initial reaction to that was, this is awful. This doesn't need to be here. People are just trying to 3v3. But in the heat of the moment, after doing a few fights, I, it, it was kind of fun. And it added like a little bit of strategy too, where if you CC someone inside of it, it potentially like helps you with your combo or helps you deal damage to somebody. So I don't know. There was a little bit of... And it also kind of forces people to move around, not necessarily camp the middle. Because if you don't want to deal with that mechanic, you can just fight on the edges. And it doesn't happen on any of the outer circle. So I didn't dislike it as much as I thought. I actually ended up really liking it. So that part I'm okay with. My suggestion would be that I maybe don't start it right away. Maybe have it start doing its thing like 30 seconds into the match. Uh, the next thing is these traces. So it's 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 not like Garmoth where it's just like completely at random. There's nothing you can do about it. It's constantly yeah. Like this one shows a red thing. Your fight right, and maybe maybe they could add one more second of the telegraph to make it so you you everyone has time because I think faster classes it's fairly easy to react. Slower classes might be harder. So maybe add like 0.5 or one more second to the time where it shows the red where it's going to happen and it actually happens. Outside of that though, no, it, it actually felt kind of, I could see if you're laddering, it piss you off, right? If, if it's the reason you lose. But I could also see when you're laddering, it be like, hell yeah, I dodged it and was able to get my, baited my enemy into it. And now I won. You know what I mean? It could kind of go either way. Mm -hmm. But it ended up being way more fun than I thought and adding an element of... It, it, it was different. The next gimmick is uh, these traces of the elements. And there's four different types. One is called Breath of Grass, which is like sort of a green orb that you see. One is Water Frost, which is a blue orb that you see, which is only in these... I, I believe the defense one only appears in the corners inside the water. Uh, which gives you all DP, and then Warmth of Fire, which gives you all AP, and then Song of the Wind, which gives you um, attack and cast speed. It says all attack power as well. I don't, so I don't know if it's less attack power. I haven't actually seen the stats on the AP one or the attack cast speed to see how much it actually helps. Um, but the... my Okay, so here, I, my initial reaction again was like, these are so fucking dumb. Why would you add these? And then the more and more I played with it, the less I hated it, but I still have, there's still some caveats. Because I, I actually like, the recover life one, especially because everyone's healing is a little bit lessened, actually is important when you go, like if you get, if you get out of a combo and you're low health and you run over to one of these and get some HP back is, is pretty cool. The HP one I had zero problem with. Um, same thing like I said in the beginning. I just don't know if it should spawn. I think it, they spawn in like 15 seconds in. I still think that that should be a little bit later. Like maybe after a minute they spawn in. Um, the DP one 
is weird because you have to really go out of your way to get it because it's in the water and the only way to get out of the water is to climb the stairs or if you're a class that can double jump to double jump back up so there is some risk of trapping yourself inside this little canal here let me show you an image of what it looks like if you can't see it sense it in the dm but it's always okay. the defense ones are always in that little water area so you jump down into the water and then you have to kill it it takes like maybe a half a combo or a combo to kill it and then you get the buff and then you have to jump back out do you see the bottom of the stairs that has kind of a lip so you can't yeah, just yeah. walk up them you have to climb or double jump or whatever so there's risk to getting it the problem is it's still way too impactful because it gives you 60 dr and 60 dr in here when everyone's 250 ap or lower is so dramatic and it lasts for 30 seconds or i mean 60 seconds which is a third of the match so i with the dr one again same thing as the healing i think it shouldn't happen it shouldn't spawn until like 30 seconds to a minute into the match i also think the dr should be less maybe somewhere around 30 and the duration should be way less too it should not be 60 seconds 30 at most the dr should be somewhat noticeable but not it's just like oh this guy we're not going to kill this guy anymore he's just right, like a yeah. god so that was uh it's like having it's almost like having a fucking dp stone and like a no door or something it's just like all right try and ignore that guy let's try and get some other guys down yeah um, so PB and J in chat, and I want to address this because this is an interesting idea, but he's saying, I'd say one of the problems with the buffs outside of the buff itself is that you gain it based on the last hit rather than damage done to it. The speed at which you kill it is based on PVE scaling. So weak grinders have trouble killing it. LOL. I, I still don't really have a problem with that because it's very similar to, um, I mean, I don't know about the PVE scaling part, but, um, I was able to kill it on an Awakened Kuno, which has some of the worst PvE in the game. So if I can do it on a Kuno, you should be able to do it on most classes. Uh, the other thing is, the last hit thing is very similar to what you have in League with Dragons, right? There's strategy to it. So there's going to be risk. If you start killing it, and someone sees you start killing it, someone else coming up and stealing it, I, I actually don't really mind that. I, I think that that's actually, that's okay. Strategy wise, it's like kind of interesting and you have to, it's a, there should be risk to taking it because the buff is so significant. So yeah, I, I'm okay. I'm actually okay with that part. That part I don't mind. I, I just wonder... think the buffs are too significant. And again, I don't know how much the AP ones or the cast speed buffs are. I didn't get to see it in the stat screen, but overall the consensus seemed to be that all of these buffs, A, last too long and are way too powerful, except for the healing one, which felt pretty okay. I wonder if maybe they can change it to be a thing that you collect by like capturing the point that it is on, right? So making it to where you have to stay in this area for a certain amount of time to like obtain the buff. And that way you can have it be like RBF kind of where if there's two people standing on it from the opposite teams, then it's like contested, right? It's like not moving in any direction. Yeah, I mean, these aren't aren't moving or anything. So it is kind of similar to what you're saying. It's just you have to kill it. I don't, know, I don't mean, like, not moving physically. Like, the consider it like you have to stand on it for 10 seconds to collect it or something. And then if two players from opposite teams are both standing on it, then it's not counting towards either one of them. 
it'll it'll only start counting down yeah. that timer whenever only one of them is on it or something like that. Because to me, I, I don't know. I I think that. Uh, but the thing the, is that that the one thing I like about the attacking is that it requires you to blow some cooldown, so it adds even more risk to going to get this powerful buff. Whereas standing it, you don't have to use anything. Like yeah, but the thing is, is I I I actually so I I agree with the concept of stealing things when it comes to like a dragon in league of legends i don't know about this because the reason why is because league of legends is a very long game with huge amounts of like macro play to be able to like do things properly yeah i don't think that you have that same level of no, no like macro in this no not of course not but I don't think that that changes because everyone knows when these are up. You see them on the map. So it's not like that, that same amount of strategy of, I, there were definitely times where it was more exciting. I know this sounds so weird, the isolated inc incident, but there was more time or there were multiple times where I felt way more anxious in like a good way to go get this buff. Like, okay, okay. I'm going to try to sneak this buff on while my team is distracting them. Whereas that wouldn't really matter, right? It's like, oh, well, he went to it first, so he just gets it. And which also, by the way, benefits like only the fast classes, whereas like a slower class could actually come catch up while you're spending time killing it. Um, now to the point of the person who's saying like some classes kill it too fast, I don't know what you could do to, to fix that, but like a shy, saying a shy one taps it, sure, but the shy is also now stuck in that water because they have no way to get out. And a lot of time they're probably going to get the glitch ass swimming animation. But a shy ain't jumping out of here safely. So if a shy goes in there to get that, you can literally corner the shy and leave them trapped in there. They have to climb to get back out. So, but for other classes, I, I don't know. I was okay with, 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 with it personally, especially with the DP one. It's just the, the stats and stuff were, were too much. I want to address one more thing. So dang. Thanks, Rippin and Chad is saying the healing one takes away from certain classes comps, in my opinion. If you bring a caster for heals, why should someone who didn't plan on having heals be equal? So the team with the caster also can use this. So it's not like if you have a wizard on your team, you don't get to benefit from the heals. So if your heal is on cooldown or you don't feel it's safe to heal because none of your heals are super armor, uh, someone could separate from you, or if you get separated, someone could go try to get that without having to run to you and ask for a heal. Like everyone, it, it doesn't affect other classes differently. It doesn't affect you differently just because you have a heal. No, I think he's just saying that if you make the strategic choice to bring a, a witch zard along because they can heal, mm -hmm. now there's not that sort of strategic like decision to be made because... Oh, even if we don't have a, a witch zard, we can grab the the healing relic or whatever. Yeah, not the, that I agree with what that person's yeah, saying. But, but the, again, you have to run to the edge to go get that heal, and and a a wizard can still just heal you in the middle of a fight. So it's like it, it doesn't. I don't think it removes that that value to to me at all. It just gives you an extra one over the other team. I get the idea of like, hey, I should be the only one to heal, but it's, I don't know. A lot of classes have a bunch of self-heals anyway, and this is, uh, all the heals are a lot more limited too. Like, they're cut in half, pretty much. I think across the yeah, board. Yeah, reduced by 50%, I believe. Right? 
Yeah, and the matchmaking is random too. So there is no strategy of bringing a wizard unless you're just talking about bringing yourself. That's true. Um, oh, I did want to add one note about the gear match thing that is kind of cool that I thought about as I was playing it. I, so you only need level 60 and to be awakened uh, or to have the awakener suck quest done, which means you can play, you can rank up or queue up on any of your characters, which I really love because I don't, I get bored, you know, playing the same character over and over. So being able to, I have a bunch of level 60s with the, with the quests done. So being able to queue up on a yeah. Nova one day or a Sage one day or Hash or whatever is actually super cool without there being a barrier of like, well, fuck, I don't have gear on that or it's not tagged or whatever. Absolutely, yeah. And that's why, like, during the during the uh, tag event, me and my friends were doing that for, like, RBF. We were like, all right, let's all just tag, like, one class and go, like, meme and RBF and, and have fun. That's part of the fun is you get to, like, explore classes that you wouldn't, like, normally spend time on because you don't have gear for them. Yeah. Um, anyway, so, so the, at the end of the day, the, with the buffs, I, I just think that they're too powerful and last too long and they come out a little bit too early. So if they came out a little bit later and were reduced a little bit in effectiveness and didn't last 60 seconds, but rather 30, I think it would make more sense. It, then it would be closer to having like a, a minor e-buff. Like a minute is a long time when the total match is only three minutes. Mm, that means yeah. for 30% of the match you have 60 DR which is an, an insane amount now would you rather question for you would yeah. you rather it be more impactful for less time or less impactful for more time <laughs> less impactful for less time because <laughs> I mean these are already so impactful for it this has like the this is already more impactful for more time 60 dr for 60 seconds is super no yeah I understand but like let's say they're looking at balancing it right and they they want to go one way or the other because they want it to actually be something that you want to go and get mm -hmm. so they're looking at making it like I don't know they're making it looking at like 10 like 10 or 20 dr for like a minute or like 30 dr for like 30 seconds right yeah exactly which i think is still a lot, a lot of time no i agree but like which one of those is better like having it be less stats for longer or more I mean, stats for shorter if i had to choose between one of those i i guess the less stats for longer so like the 10 dr for a minute or something like that yeah Yeah, I don't know. Uh I I I personally don't know if I really like the buffs that much. Yeah, so let me real quick. That was my also initially not only did I not like them, but they they pissed me off. And then I I had this hope that they get reduced in effectiveness a little bit. And then I was I was I feel like I'd be sad if they weren't there if they were reduced if they were actually like lowered a little bit in effectiveness because here's the one thing someone else said earlier is it does separate people from just being stacked on top of each other for the entire match there's actually an element of running around the map 
which causes small 1v1s or small skirmishes a lot. Yeah, for sure. That's definitely like a very positive point. Yeah. Um but I I get it because it's like god another element and it feels gimmicky, but I I actually thought it was pretty cool. Um Sorry, I'm still going back and forth on the heels thing. Like, I, I just don't know. Yeah, Danks, like, so he's saying that because the HP pot cooldown being low, additional heals only benefits the team without the healer. But again, I, I don't know why we're discounting the fact that the team with the healer still has three additional heals. Like, that is not... If it was like, hey, this recovery is in the game and the wizard and witch can't use your heals then I, I could understand, like, that that would be lame. Then it would just take away the Witch Wizard's effectiveness, but they still get to use their heals. And then he's saying, if you, well, the casters already have heals, so they're not going to waste their time going to get this, but in matches, casters definitely ran and grabbed these heals or fought on top of it or went with their teammate to fight on top of it. Um, because then it saves your cooldown. And it's not, I mean, what, your short heal cooldown is obviously, like, pretty short, but the others are pretty long. So and it and the difference between having to run and the other thing too is like if someone grabs this it, it heals you a significant amount but then it's gone then it just goes away for a while and they don't come back for I I don't know what the duration was I didn't get a chance to test the duration but they were gone for a while so there were definitely times where I was running around the map like god damn it there's no heals up and I'm gonna try to now I'm just gonna get back in the fight I guess so. All right. You know what it reminded me of? This is so this is such a weird analogy. But it reminded me of the Mario Kart battling. You remember battle in Mario Kart when you didn't race, you did the battle where you have the three balloons around you or whatever? Yeah, yeah. And you yeah. have to knock out the enemy three times. That's a little bit what this reminded me of, like going like running around grabbing a turtle shell or something. <laughs> so it was like uh, in the context of ranking, I don't know how good it is for the ranking system, but I would be lying if I didn't say it was incredibly fun. Because it was actually super, super fun. Uh, and there were definitely times where I went to go get a heal, and because I trapped myself in that back area where the heal spawned, I got cornered by two people and ended up just dying anyway. Or I jumped into the water to get the DP buff and then two people jumped into the water with me and killed me. Or where I jumped into the water after like someone else was going to get the DP buff and they started attacking it and I jumped in, CC'd them and was able to kill them and end up taking the DP buff. There was like a lot of situations like that that ended up being fun. I don't know how, maybe I just didn't see them or they come up more rarely, but I didn't even see the attack power buff in, in the like 10 matches that I did or the, the attack speed one. So I guess they show up, maybe they show up at different times, but somehow they, I miss them. But I definitely saw the DP one and the heal one a lot. Uh, maybe right. the other ones don't show up as often. Yeah, maybe not. I'm not too sure. So I, I want to ask your opinion on this, because here, here's my one issue with the buffs, regardless of whether they change them or not. Now, I, I guess if they make them way less effective and last a shorter time, this will matter a little bit less. But there's part of me that's like, okay, when I look at the rankings and I want to see, oh, is, did Reslar get into Masters? Like, oh shit, Reslar did get into Masters. Is that because 
he's really good at Zerker and was carrying his team, or is that because he guns for that DP buff at the start of half of his matches? And then, like, do you have a 70% win rate on the map where you're getting these buffs, and then a 30% win rate in Olun Valley, which is ending you at 50% and getting you into Diamond or whatever? You know what I mean? Right. Because yeah. the map is so different. It, it's odd to me to queue into something that's just a straight-up 3v3, and then the very next time you queue up, you get one that has a game mode where there's some objectives, so to speak that are very, very impactful. Like they yeah, both affect your rank. Weird. Yeah, they both affect your rank the same way. So I was, I was comparing it to both StarCraft and League of Legends because it's one of the maps is very much like League of Legends where you have objectives around the map that buff you or your team and help you win the match. But the thing is with League of Legends is the buffs are always there. Now they change every map, they're different. Like the dragon could be different, but the buffs are always there every time you queue into a ladder match on League of Legends. Separately, StarCraft, when I rank up in StarCraft, the maps are always different and the terrain is different. And there's some advantages and disadvantages to that, depending on your race uh, in that game. And same thing in BDO, depending on your class, like the terrain advantages and disadvantages matter. But. In StarCraft, the rules are always the same. You, you don't have separate game modes that buff your, your race in the middle of a ladder match. It's always the same, even though the maps are different. So I don't know, it's like a weird split in between. So while both maps are fun and different and totally split up the monotony, it's just odd to me that my ranking will be affected by both of these, what feel like two different game modes, almost. Yeah. No, that's a good point. But like, I mean, what? How do you solve that? Do you put gimmicks into loons now? Yeah, that's the thing. I wouldn't. I wouldn't want that. I guess if it were up to me, I'd be able to live with this. If they lowered the duration, like I said, of the buffs and slightly lowered the impactfulness of the buffs, and then put an obstacle in Olun Valley, not an objective or a gimmick, but just an obstacle. I. I think I'd be able to live with that difference. It's just how impactful these are. Like you could actually lose because uh, a Sork grabbed this DP buff and the one time you finally caught him, he had 60 DR and you couldn't kill him. Right. You know? Whereas maybe if he gets caught, you still don't want to get caught if you only have 30 DR because you could still die. So you're going to play a little bit more safe or whatever. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's kind of what I was thinking. I, I don't know, it's just something like that. It's it's an odd thing that essentially two different game modes affect your same ranking. Even though they're I, both 3v3. Could, they, could that also maybe be solved by adjusting how much they affect your ranking? Maybe. Like, you get more like points for winning the Aloons map or something, maybe? Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, potentially, like not enough, I don't know. Not enough to make it like, oh, it's a wash because we're on the other map or something like that, right? But like, a little bit, I don't know. 
Yeah, someone's saying 60 DR is nothing. Still paper. <laughs> no, it's not. When you have 240 AP, 60 DR is so fucking big. It's so huge at this gear level, especially because everyone's already fairly tanky with since they have higher DP. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think it's tough. I, I honestly think the easiest thing to do and arguably the most fun, and I don't know, maybe people disagree. Maybe people love how the buffs are currently, but... At the very least, the duration needs to be reduced. 60 seconds, I think, is just too long. Since the matches aren't that long anyway. It's just too much of the map. Too much of the match that you have one of these significant buffs. Right, yeah. Um, no, that makes sense. I also, as far as, as the spheres go, I don't love the one that CCs. And the reason why I don't love the one that CCs is because a CC in this game mode, especially 3v3, if you're if the whole team is fighting, could result in your actual death. Whereas the damage is like brings you closer to death, but doesn't guarantee it. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. I, I found like whenever someone got CC'd next to us and we saw it again I guess it does take you having to actually see it so it's not a full guarantee but if someone got stiffened by this thing in the AOE it was like okay that person's gonna die or we get their V whereas with the damage it was you know everyone starts off like full health it was like oh shit they're getting low they got hit by it they're gonna get out or they're getting low like now they're gonna disengage and not fight under it I, I don't know it's like the CC feels too impactful I kind of wish it was only just the damage but Maybe that's just me. It also says guard destruction. I didn't notice if it... The CC one says guard destruction. I didn't notice if it broke my block or something like that. I have no idea. There's like too much going on for me to even look. Right. But I, I actually did end up liking... I, I don't know how to explain it. It was like... Uh, you felt like you were in like an action movie. You know, like when you see people fighting on a train... And they're not, they're trying not to fall off. That's how it felt when you're fighting in the middle and you, all of a sudden you see the, the red lines appear around you and you try to go to the circle where it's safe or the edges. It was actually kind of fun. Like you like keep fighting, but you like move over a little bit to not get hit by it. It was actually, it was actually kind of fun. I don't know. Uh, yeah. And at the end of the day, this whole thing in a nutshell, with all of the, the issues I just went through, it still was so, it was so freaking fun. It, it is so fun. The idea of I'm walking around in BDO and I could just queue up and go to a match with six people and brawl out is so fun. It really is. And because it's only 3v3, it's not as annoyingly like chaotic or whatever as, as RBF can be, even though I do think RBF is pretty fun. But this is just, I don't know. You end up in 1v1s more often or smaller scale fights and sometimes you have 1v2s where you kill two people and it just feels awesome or I don't know it, it was I had so much fun res like I actually didn't want to go to sleep I wanted to stay up and keep playing this but my rank doesn't matter on there I also only had a 50% win rate I was getting farmed by sorks by sorks oh eh? my god dude sorks do so much damage in here it's so hard to hit dude the other thing is uh okay so the double class thing now again, I'm gonna I, I'm gonna extend an olive branch to Pearl Abyss here and say, for the sake of lowering queue times, 
Me personally, not everyone will agree with this. Res, you probably definitely will not. I, if I had to guess, you definitely do not agree with this. For the sake of queue times, I could understand if there is a six, if six people get matched up together and three of them are the same class, then in that instance, I could understand there being two classes on one team and one on the other. I prefer not to have it at all, but I could at least understand it. If it's like, hey, all right, we found our queue times along, we have to allow this because a lot of people play blank class. It's a very popular class, right? I get that. But in, in our matches, there were multiple times where we had two Kunos on our team and the enemy had two Sorks. Why would you not swap them? It makes zero sense to me. If we all get queued up together, there is zero reason why, if there's two total Kunos in a match of six people, why they're both on the same team. Or two Sorks, why they're both on the same team. Just split them up, and the ma those matches would have been infinitely more fun for everybody. Having two Sorks on one team, or two Kunos on one team, or two whatever on one team, just feels so... So bad. Um, I, I would prefer, my preference is just never double class ever. Like if you can avoid it, just you should never, ever, ever allow two classes to be on the same, the same team ever. Um, but it, it makes even less sense that you would have two Kunos on team A and two Sorks on team B and not split those up there's like zero re i can't think of any reason why you would ever leave that that way you know yeah. what i mean no it's definitely i mean i i personally don't disagree with what you said about like yeah if there's not enough players playing and like people have been in queue for like i don't know like three minutes and this is all you have to work with to make a match then yeah go ahead that being said i don't think that's going to be the case and you definitely should try to avoid that if you can um but i don't know that might right. just be a global labs thing though they might already know that like that's not going to be like that on live i hope so i hope so because i don't want another awaken kuno on my team i'm gonna be honest yeah. Oh, spin spree does so little damage, dude. When we were there, were so many times where me and the other Kuno had two people down. We both spun, and I'm like, dude, I can't even. I wanted to type to the Kuno, like, dude, did their HP even move? Like, I, there's sometimes where it's like, all right, that did okay, and then sometimes I'm like, dude, this actually did nothing. Right. Yeah, I, I don't know. There, there's um, the double class thing was rough, but uh, I, I don't even think I don't know. Maybe I don't know much about development, but I imagine that can't be that difficult to fix because I there were not many times, and again, Global Labs was limited, but there were a lot of people. Which, by the way, was kind of a cool experience queuing into Koreans. Taiwanese players, Japanese players, uh, EU players, and NA. Even though mm -hmm. it was super laggy, but that was the first time, like playing all those modes where clearly like they're from these different regions was actually kind of interesting and cool. And I had a uh, dude. It was so funny. There, were, like the people already uh, res. Like there was no, there's no. Your ranking doesn't matter. There's global labs. People were right. already raging at their team. 
in in global labs it was fucking hilarious and it made me like i cannot wait for this to come to live server when people are moaning and bitching at their team it's it's so funny there was this one where it was i was a kuno we had an awakened sage and a sork and the sage said after the second match we were down o2 and the sage said you guys do realize both of you going invisible just leaves me to die right stop going invisible <laughs> And I was like, okay. Okay. It was so fucking funny, dude. I was like, yeah, us going invisible is why you're dying. Not you jumping into the middle immediately and going 1v3. I don't know. It, it was just, it was fucking hilarious. But, there, and then there were some people like, are you actually, are you guys going to fight? Or are you just going to stay on the outside? Like people typing like the most hilarious shit already. Also, this game mode lets you go into voice, similar to RBF, like right at the jump. So you could talk to the people, potentially. Now, I, if I'm streaming, I probably won't be able to. Right. <laughs> gonna, there's going to be some racial slurs, some gamer words yeah. being thrown around in there for sure. But if I'm not streaming, I think I'm happy to go in there. Because one of the times I jumped into voice with uh, Heaton... Which was useless because we just got double warriored to death, but it was fine. It, it was still like, oh, that's cool. Like, get into voice with Heaton. Um, yeah, I don't know. It was, it was, it was fun, dude. It was super, super fun. I cannot wait. And this map, by the way, the design of this second map is really fucking cool. Like, the layout of the map is cool. I don't know if I love the water. I like that that pocket that you have to jump down i just don't think there needs to be water there or if there does make it way 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 more shallow because corsair can't move on this water or it's going to give them the fall animation and i i didn't i don't know if a shy tested it but it's deep enough that a shy might also get swimming animation sometimes That's in there funny <laughs> <laughs> so the water i think the water needs to be lower or more shallow but outside of that, the rest of the map design was really cool. There's like some walls, some areas to run around. You can hide behind some stuff if you want. Um, you can line a site to avoid ranged players sometimes. And then, I don't know, there was just Wait, a lot to it. what? There's things you can hide behind to avoid ranged damage? What a concept. So you mean it's yeah. not just an open field? No, uh, and I don't think... I didn't test it, and maybe someone will figure it out later. I hope not, but... It didn't look like there was anything to climb on. So I don't think you could roof archer, roof ranger, wizard. or wizard. But who knows? I'm sure someone will find some spot where they're just sitting on the top, getting all the way to Grandmaster, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so... I don't know, we'll see. But overall, yeah, it was incredibly fun. I enjoyed it. I had... I had a, a ton of fun. Um, we did have to deal with some crashes and disconnecting. I had Ming on my team for one team and he abandoned us in match two and then came into the chat and said, I don't know, my game crashed, it's loading in. But the load time was too long, he didn't get back in in time. So I think it's supposed to reconnect you, but I don't know if it does. Um, but overall, yeah, I don't know. It was, it was super fun. Uh, what do you make of the HP recovery being reduced by half? Yeah, um... I think it's on everything except a, for pot. So it auto-heals you yes. what a pot would heal you over time, basically. Yes. 
Um, man, I don't know what to think about that, honestly. Because my initial reaction, as you might expect, was like, uh, fucking, of course. Like, because, you know, I play Zerker, of course, can't be healing. That's too OP. But I kind of get it. And, like, especially on the new map with the uh, the healing, like, relic or, like, whatever you want to call it. What's it called again? Does um, it have a name? Does it have a name? Actually, don't remember. Trace of the... El no, that's the buffs. Solar Sur Valley of Alun and Ruins of Soul. But I don't know if that's just a bad translation. Yeah, who knows. But anyway, uh... I kind of get it for that because you kind of want to like, like you said, you want people to go after like these side objectives. You want to make these side objectives valuable. And so I think that reducing the, the non built in healing was like part of that equation, right? Mm. It's how do we get players to go after these healing, like this healing uh, side objective whenever, Every character has damn near every character has some amount of built-in healing. Some of them a lot more than others, like Zerker, Draconia, Witch Wizard, and so it, I, I think it makes sense for like balance reasons on that map. Um, however, I do kind of just hate it in general, um, especially for like when you're gonna be on the loons, and that's not a side objective that you can go after. I don't know. Yeah, does it affect Alun? I actually don't even remember. I assume it does. Let me see. Let Maybe me... it was only a map-specific change, but I don't remember that being only a map-specific change. I don't know. Chad, if you know, let me know. Let me look and see. Um, In Solar's Battlefield, use of all recovery items that restore vitality, psychic power, fighting, spirit, divine are restricted. The amount of natural recovery inside Solar's Spear is restored in the same level as Ornate's or Dean's Spirit with a... Tier 5 Fairy. The recovery amount of HP recovery techniques used in Battlefield is applied only by half of the existing recovery amount. So yeah, I guess it is in both. So then I think it's... Um, wait, let's see. Oh, plus you get more HP when you're in there, I guess. Yeah, I, I guess it's just design, like maybe healing. I, I mean, I assume, I don't know. Maybe people were complaining about the heals in the previous one. I I do think if, I don't know. I, again, I don't want to, I'm going based on assumptions here. But my guess is they tried to lower the AP to an amount where people don't feel like they're instantly dying. Although there are still some instances where that did happen. While not... But when you do that, heals now become way more powerful, right? Because if you survive and you go back to full health instantly from someone's heal or from a self-heal, like now they have to catch you two more times rather than once more or whatever. You know what I mean? You get back right into the fight and not have to worry about it. That seems to be what they're going for here, but I'm not 100% sure. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a really good thing for non-grab classes, right? The classes that have no way of dealing with like a Draconia shift Q or a, a Zerker heal or whatever. Yeah. Um, some people are saying some of the heals weren't weren't capped. So br the Breath of Life, I think that's what it's called. Zaki is saying on his Archer. Yeah. Um, was still healing its normal amount. 
I, I didn't test with uh, Brace. I should have. Let's see if it only heals 100 HP instead of 200. Uh, but then it, it begs the question. If you have to lower the heals for this game mode, I mean, it, should all the heals just be lowered in general? Yeah, that's kind of what I was like getting to with the like what I mentioned earlier. It's like, are we really gonna start making arena only like changes? I mean, I get that like some of them have to be made because this has a like a certain capped like gear score or whatever. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. I think I, I I like this in and of itself is not necessarily a problem. But if they keep doing this, where it's like. Oh, now this rule exists in the arena. Now this rule exists in the arena. Now this rule exists in the arena. Then it's going to become another one of those things where it's just like, God damn, man. Like, there's so many different rules for so many different, like, PVPs. Like, PVP activities. Yeah, there's so many. And it gets confusing, and it gets, like, mixed up, and it makes it hard to balance because every single version of PVP has its own independent balance. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Oh, okay, so just off the top of my head, you have various caps in different regions, different node wars, both players and HP and gear. You have the random HP draining over time in some of the node wars, but that doesn't happen in Siege that are capped. You have RBF DR. You now have in the Valencia RBF where the losing team has more HP and AP. They gain 1,000 HP and 30 AP if you're on the losing team. You have the various uh, debuffs when you're inside different circles in RBF. You have in Siege, you gain 1,000 HP on all of the versions. You just have plus 1,000 HP. In Node War, you have 500 more HP. In this new arena now, your heals are cut in half and you have 1,000 more HP. It is like completely random there are so many various rules and i could understand if maybe in group pvp you're trying to increase survivability but then it should i must feel like it should just be a blanket like hey if you're open world you have your normal gear in large scale everyone has 500 hp and then that's it and then the rbfdr i still just i don't fully understand why it exists I know people say it was supposed to help lower leveled players, but it just makes geared players harder to kill. I don't, I don't know. That's how I see it happen. It's like people that have a ton of gear. There are so many times where I survive and I'm like, dude, my 710 gear score ass should not be getting RBFDR right now. And these poor bastards that are like two, two or three of them on top of me actually can't kill me. Yeah. I th I feel like it's another one of those um fuck what was it called Oh my god I'm actually blanking on the term the 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 change they made where you got DP for building AP basically like 3 years ago Help me I'm forgetting the name oh, that it was Renown Renown thank you It feels like another Renown thing where they put it in with the intention of helping the gearlets but it actually just benefits the mega geared people <laughs> Yeah. Because, like, you know what RBFDR does for me? I die in three skills instead of two. Like, it does not help yeah. me survive in any capacity, really. No, for sure. It, it's If I run into a player that I know has no gear, 
they're still dying. So yeah. the RBFDR ne like almost never saves them. It only saves them against other people who don't have gear. Which is weird. Anyway, so yeah, there's just too many different rules. Uh, I get the ladder probably has to have a couple... I mean, the rules shouldn't be like the basic mechanics of your gear and stuff. Or like your HP. I, I get the gimmicks and having map rules. It's just so... I don't know. It's so odd. And you know what's funny too is a lot of people complain about time to kill, right? And it seems like their rules in every one of these game modes is trying to make people more tanky. So why don't they just actually address that instead of making all these rules in various different game modes? Listen, they're still struggling to figure out what to do about Suckzerker, okay? You want them to now tackle a widespread problem like TTK? Are they trying to work on Suckzerker? <laughs> I, I, I can only assume that they are like... They're scratching their heads every day, like 10 hours a day at the office, just like, dude, what what are we supposed to do here? Like, they just legitimately have no clue. Yeah, I want to believe that they, they are, but they also said they're always working on PvE balance, too, to me. And then I, I go through the patch notes and all the way back to January, and I'm like, yeah, no, that's not true. I don't know. So, uh, okay. Let's get your... your. What, what did Nayashi say about it? Do you remember? Okay, so he said... Tested out the arena changes a little. Was mad fun. I do think the damage is a little lowish, but not terrible for Meiwa. I like the zones, though. I hope that when it's live, they don't allow two of the same class. I do agree with a lot of your critiques, though, Frosty, in that list you sent. That is what he had to say. Okay. I don't remember what my list was, but I'm sure it was epic. You um, must not have seen the fine print at the bottom of that list that said Nerf Maywa into the dirt. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, so the damage thing is like, I get it when you end up in a 1v1. And again, I'm speaking in a perfect world where everyone feels like they do a little bit less damage. Which isn't the case. There's some classes that just don't. They do a, a ton. But uh, I'm okay with having to catch someone twice, especially because of the reduced healing. I just... That needs to be true for everybody. If that makes sense. Right. That, that's my only thing with it. Which I, I don't know if that's even possible. It's probably not, if I had to guess. But it would be... It would be cool if it was. I'm really curious based on the feedback that they get if they make changes to the gear next week or the week after. Um, yeah. Oh, uh, I did want to say, so the, uh, the damage thing was working this time. So they have a uh, post-match history. So when you leave, you could go open up the arena solar window and you can see your previous matches and you, the damage you dealt and the kills that you had. and the, I love that screen. That screen is really, really cool. You can see who the dead weight is. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but there, yeah, that screen is really cool because it shows you the damage that you've dealt 
It shows you the damage that you received. It shows you your kills and your deaths. I mean, obviously there could be more information there, but at least as a start for BDO, where we rarely get any information, it was really, really cool to see that. And it's not just at the end of your match. It's actually pretty unique, even in Lost Ark. Like you, in Lost Ark, you only see it at the end of your match. But in this, you actually see your last 10 matches and you can go re-reference how much damage you did like four matches ago. Which is, which is pretty cool. I like that a lot. Uh, probably heals should be in there. Maybe like item recovery versus... Uh, and then just healed by player or something. I don't know. Something along those lines would be kind of cool. More stats would be cool. But yeah, that for an initial start, I actually liked that screen a lot. I don't know how far back it goes. I think they changed it to 10 or 20 matches that you could see the history. I don't know. But it's some somewhere up there. Uh, that part was completely not working last time, though. So yeah, this no, time it was yeah, it was fucked beyond belief last time. Yeah, and this one showed your wins and losses, and it was pretty. Although it, I think it was accounting for my losses from last time, which I thought was kind of funny because I'm pretty sure I started out with like one win and four losses. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. It was it was interesting i think i ended with a 50 percent win rate or maybe uh maybe i was down two i think i was eight wins and 10 losses or something matchmaking is fun man this was fun res i think that you would have fun i'm looking forward to it hopefully it's worth some money when do you think this comes uh Think or hope? Let's separate those two things. Hmm. Oh, but the Black Spirit reset, by the way, was not working, I don't think. I was able to ult multiple times in my matches, and I think it's because my Black Spirit... It says it's supposed to reset, but it, I was not starting at zero. It's possible because the match is long enough that you get to 100% by match four or five if you end up in a... You know, because if it ends up 2-2. But I was able to ult... I, I think one of the matches I was able to ult twice. Which seems... Uh, it definitely was not resetting at the start. Um, oh, yeah. Which and is then, not correct. Yeah, and they... Yeah, so hopefully they do that. And they did say there's going to be a third... As Zaki's pointing out, they said there is going to be a third map. So I don't know what the map rules are going to be or whatever. And V did reset every round, and that was working properly. Also, please just let V work always, no matter what. If V works, like, I, I don't know, I still think the arbitrary CC rules on V are super weird. Yep, very bizarre. Alright, so, yeah, uh, when do you hope it comes out, when do you think it'll actually come out? Uh, well, see, I was gonna say I hope they come out with at least one more map, but yes. I wasn't aware that they had already said that they were going to. They did, yeah. They said there will be a third map. Okay, sick. Um, so I would guess probably two months then. I think that two months, they they give them another like month, maybe month and a half to make a third map or hopefully finish making it. Hopefully they've already been working on it. And then, you know, they test it out, see how people like it for, you know, that's another like two weeks. Then it comes out in like two months. That's what I think. I buy that. I would say it'll probably be released in July. Maybe the end of June. 
But uh, yeah. I could see... I mean, as long as there's some news on it. They, like, this was the first patch we got where it's even mentioned since the first test. A couple months ago. So as long as they just mention it every week with a couple bullet point changes, like, hey, we improved this, we fixed this, we heard your feedback and this, we changed the gear here, whatever, I think it'll be fine. <clears throat> uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I hope it comes out next month because I think it's about a month away from being where it needs to be. And that's not including what the third map ends up being. I, I kind of hope the third map is somewhere in between Oloon Valley and this. Like maybe a few less impactful gimmicks, but maybe more mm -hmm. exciting than Oloon Valley, which is very bare bones style map, which I think is actually okay. Uh, and if they had an in-between then I don't think those two maps would clash mm -hmm. as much as they do. You'd have something bridging that divide between the very gimmicky new map and the zero gimmick old map. Yeah. All right. Let's move on. That's Arena of Solaire. Um, I'll have a video. I'll share it with, uh, I'll post it in the podcast comments, um, but kind of a video that breaks down what I think the, pros and cons are and uh we'll just have some like gameplay footage or whatever and i'll send it to you res and i'll post in the comments on the youtube video for the podcast yep. when it comes out but it's uh overall I, I actually had way more fun than i thought even though when i was first reading through the notes i was so disappointed <laughs> when i read these gimmicks i was so disappointed but it ended up being a lot more fun than i thought it was going to be i just want them i personally want them toned down a little bit but overall, yeah, super, super fun. And then separately from this new map, they definitely listened to a lot, a lot of the feedback. I mean, the fact that they even did this gear window, even though it's not perfect and they definitely need to rebalance it, the fact that they did it is just, like anyone can participate. You can, like, you know, like all, all these old Hex members, Rez, from back in the day, Sammy and them, like they're 100% going to log on and play this. Mm -hmm. Which is cool. Um, all right, moving on. Uh, Global Lab. So the first thing is this one-hour grind time. Uh, when you show up to... Okay, so I, I'm going to read it as they wrote it here. Wait, let me go to um, Black Desert Foundry. has better translation. And by that, I mean a translation at all. Okay, so... What are they calling it? Marnie's Secret Room, <laughs> the private hunting ground. Uh, so basically a bunch of grind spots are going to have a one hour limited everyday grind spot of what they consider a good rotation, which, uh, I don't buy it mostly because in star's end it's showing temple rotation, which is, I actually think the third best rotation, maybe the fourth. I think Mountain might so, even be better. I'm pretty sure Cliff, Main, and Mountain are all better than Temple. In Anders' video, he said that it will always put you at the area with the most dense, like, uh, like mobs, basically. Yeah. So I don't know if I buy that yet, but well, I'll have to see what all the rotations are. Uh, regardless, I actually think if if you're I think I think it's okay. Even if it's not the absolute best rotation, it's still okay. 
Because you still have a fully uninterrupted hour of grinding. And I think for the people that need a fully orcs it's one and two, that's awesome. So that that is I, I do think I mean you could make an argument other rotations are better, but orcs one and two is really comfortable and easy and, and very good. So Which one is one and two? One and two is the one kind of by Brady Fortress on the bridge that everyone waits basically everyone fights over. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. That's good because one and two is a great is a good rotation, especially for what's chill grind. What's the one behind the fortress? That's the one that I like doing. I forget what that one's called. What is that one? Five or six? It's one of the weird ones. Maybe it's a different. No, I don't remember. I don't have the map memorized, but <clears throat> I only know one and two and twelve because they're the only ones I really like. That one's five, four or five, maybe four and five. Um, yeah, that one's okay. But one and two is comfy. Like if you're gonna have a full uninterrupted hour, what, having one and two is actually kind of nice. Um, oh, that's the other thing we gotta talk about. We'll talk about it af after this. But the uh, the Elvia changes came to live. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. True. We'll just touch on that briefly. Uh, spoiler alert: Orcs is still insane. So the yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, there's not really much to say. You show up to the area, uh, a prompt pops up that asks, I guess once a day it'll pop up, and you can only do this once a day. Not once a day per grind spot, but once a day per account, where it'll pop up and ask if you want to um, zone into the free like one-hour grind spot or whatever. I don't know if you have to be in a certain area. Did Anders just say in his video? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it looked like it looked like there was like a window that like told you like where like all the spots were or whatever but it was whenever he got like close to the rotation that it teleported him to okay. it basically became like an actual button that you could press that would bring you to wherever right okay that makes so sense it seems like you have to actually be like in the rotation cool basically so you could pop all your buffs walk does it remove your buffs when you go in did he mention that I don't probably not, I don't right? No, I didn't look. So you could honestly. probably pop all your buffs and then walk into the thing and then pour it in. That's my guess. Which would be nice. Uh yeah, I, I like this. This is cool. The animation they do to transfer you over, I can't get over. It looks so cool. Fiery blood going across the screen. So yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. There's not really much to say about it, but basically what they consider the optimal rotation in every one of these grind spots, they have Shira Ruins, Poly Forest, Red Wolf Village, Shuriken, uh, basically all the pot and all the treasure grind spots, um, all the Elvia spots, and then they don't have it on Global Labs right now, but they said they're also adding Jade, Starlight, and Gyphon as well. So you'll be able to have one hour a day where you pour it into the zone and grind for one hour, completely uninterrupted. Pop your J-Scrolls. Uh... Cool, cool change. I'm. I, do you have any uh, opinions on this? Are you opposed to this? I mean, I, no new opinions from whenever they kind of talked about this at the ball a while back, right? I I think that like, I don't know. One hour is probably fine, but I feel like like I'm putting on my tinfoil hat here. This is feels to me like a testing the waters, see how people like it, so that we can implement it more widely like the, this combined with like other like changes that they've made and things that they've stated 
Yeah, and, and for all the people that are complaining about the pop-up, you can go to settings and have it never pop up if you don't want it to. There's a setting uh, in the entry thing. The entry button can be turned on or off. So for those that are like, oh, great, another pop-up, you, you can turn it on, off so you never have to see the pop-up if you don't want it. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that, that's a... That's a concern, is, res. this does kind of make it so people that are speed hacking are difficult to report, right? Oh, yeah, very true. I never thought about that. Yeah. Hopefully, uh, they have other ways of detecting that besides their player base. So, yeah. Uh, anyway, overall, cool change. Um, the next up here in Global Labs is... Scroll down, scroll down, scroll down. Uh, Calpheon Elvia Hex Sanctuary. Uh, this is what they say. Scream of the Dead is the hunting ground information. The recommended AP is 300 AP, 390 DP, which is down from what they originally said it was going to be. They originally said 340 AP, 400 DP or something, so they lowered it a little bit. Uh, all right, so here, let me see. I haven't actually read through this yet because I was too hyped about Arena. Uh, Scream of the Dead, the green orc hex warrior's hatred for life has been further amplified. <laughs> nice. Of course it has. Uh, Scream of the Dead, the green orc hex warrior's shout provokes the nearby dead to attack nearby adventures. Soul Harvester Hex Whitmiss, who could not fully accept Hadoom's energy, begins to long for a whole soul. When you kill... Hex's being, Soul of the Dead remains, and Soul Reaper Hex Whitmiss collects the souls. Soul Reaper, when the Hex Whitmiss collects enough souls of the dead, he will attack the souls of adventurers. Uh, the Soul Harvester, when you defeat Hex Whitmiss, the harvested soul runs rampant, raising new dead. The unstable soul, Green Orc Hex Warrior, who appears at this time, explodes when killed, inflicting powerful damage to the nearby dead. So I guess like you're basically grinding to until this thing gets mad at you, and then you fight this thing that gets mad at you and you kill it and it kills everything around it. I think that's how it works. I haven't seen it in action, but that's... Isn't uh, that, but, hold yeah. on, isn't that... This, wait, hold on. Okay, maybe I'm wrong about this because my memory is dog shit. Isn't that the same mechanic that Rudum's has? Um, I think Rudum's is a an orb that you're fighting. But maybe it's similar. Uh, okay. it, might, it might be similar. I actually don't know if there's an orb you're fighting here too. Maybe there is. I see a bunch of like orbs and circles and stuff. It, it might be similar. Uh, oh, so Zaki and chat saying they don't mention it, but he tried it out. And when you kill it, you get a giant Cyclops that spawns. That's twice as big as the normal Cyclops. And you have to get the green orcs to explode on top of him to kill him. Interesting. Yeah. Well, there's your Cyclops. Yeah. I love me some Cyclops, dude. That sounds cool. I, <clears throat> but how much money per hour? You know what I mean? That's that's the important thing here. Probably going to be the new Orcs. They still haven't mentioned... Now that, now that Orcs is dog shit, you know? <laughs> yeah. They still haven't mentioned what the actual loot will be at any of these spots. They just have, like, placeholder loot everywhere. So none of these, none of these are, they made a couple balance changes to the other Calpheon Elvia spots. Um, there was some Nightmare World Boss improvements. The difficulty of enhanced bosses such as Stormbringer, Karanda, Nightmare Zarka, Bloodstorm, Nuver, and Thunderclaw Kudum will be reduced. So they're making all these easier. 
I don't know that most of them need to be easier, except for maybe Bloodstorm Nuver and Thundercloud Kudum. I feel like Karanda and Nightmare Zarka were already pretty easy, weren't they? Although I say that and I just died on my main to Zarka the other day because I forgot that the AoE can actually kill you. And I sat in it. <laughs> nice, nice. But yeah, they're reducing the difficulty of those. It would be nice if Which they also... Which is funny because wasn't the whole reason they made these bosses because they were like, the old world bosses are too easy now. So we're going to make hard world bosses that are actually difficult and have mechanics. Yeah, but then they didn't give us... I don't know. They buffed the loot. You know? Slightly. Would be nice. What do you mean, dude? You don't want the Nuver outfit? Mm, I actually like do. like 30 billion I, silver I, I or actually, whatever it is? I actually do want that outfit, but I've been too lazy to get it. I, I've, get, I I've gone it too, a Nuver. not for 30 billion. Well, the bottom half is only 15 billion. I've gone to Bloodstorm Nuver like 50 times, and I've never gotten the wing. I have the piece for the helmet, but I can't get the piece for the armor. And that's the part you want? Yeah, I don't. The helmet, I don't like. It looks like a spider face. But the armor, I just want that. The armor looks cool. It's like a rusted black star armor with a cool cape. Mm -hmm. Um, The price is a lot, but... I don't know. To have a permanent badass armor. I do think the price also makes it so fewer people have it. So you're unique when you have it. You know what I mean? True. Very true. But I do wish these bosses got a little bit more improved loot. I, I don't know what you could do exactly, but it just... They're okay. I, I don't know. They're, the loot's okay. They have the seal. It's not bad. Like, these ones are not bad. Maybe with it being easier, it'll feel better. I, I guess it's just... I miss having Oasis gear, man. I had a boss all everywhere, I... and now I have, like, none. Yeah, same. Uh, I personally would want them to make it harder and increase the loot. Like, make it actually difficult, but make it worth it to actually do it. You know? And make it to where you get rewards for participating, not smack it one time and then go, like, wait. Which I know they took some steps a while back to, like, try and prevent that, but, like... You could make it drop extra rewards for, like, doing certain mechanics that are, like, actually difficult to compete in and that you need, like, gear for so that people will feel the need to bring their mains to actually do this difficult content, right? Mm -hmm. And then give them rewards worthy of the risk of their, their mains dying at this world boss. So I, I would argue Nightmare Zarka is pretty worth it. But mostly because that one's easier. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. It's easy as fuck. Of course it's worth it. But for the time it takes to kill, you, you do get you get like 40 million gold bars or whatever, plus a chance at a bunch of different things. Um, But the other ones, I, I yeah, Nuver, I'm pretty sure. Does Nuver even die? I don't know. Maybe it does because of artifacts now, but I feel like New, Bloodstorm Nuver despawns. Or if it doesn't despawn, it takes like 30 minutes to kill. Same thing with Thundercloud Kudum. I see that thing despawn all the time. Well, Kudum... Okay, Nuver and Kudum, but mostly Kudum, in my opinion, just suffer from bad mechanics. They're not, like, f it's not fun to fight them. It's not even really difficult to fight them. They're just fucking annoying. Yeah. People are saying Bloodstorm Nuver does die. Uh, so... People want that costume, man. It's still, like, so the last... So, like I said, I've been to Bloodstorm, I don't know how many times, but I have enough of the materials to make the costume like four times except I can't get the fucking robe 
But before Bloodstorm Nuver was dying at first, and I haven't been there since Artifacts and Lightstones came out, and I know that kind of motivated some people to go to some of these bosses more often, but before Bloodstorm Nuver, if it did die, it was in like the 25 minute mark, which is way too long for the rewards that you get. And then for a while, it, it actually wasn't dying, especially if it was late at night. But I don't know if, uh, I don't know if it's dying now. And Thundercloud Kudum literally just, I don't even know if people go to it. I still think that weird, what is it called? The uh, Alk Stone is just odd. Yeah, for sure. I mean, do you do you disagree with the idea of like making them hard and making them like their rewards? No, I, I like better? that. It's just you know what it is because I feel like that's what they were supposed to be, and instead they're just turning them into the the old world bosses, which is just like you show up for like a free fucking like ten mil, <laughs> like yeah, it, it, like okay, it's like Jerry's saying in chat, but they're it just. Here's what they could do. They could make it harder and improve the rewards and just make it so you don't lose crystals. So people actually want to go on their mains. No, but see, I think that if you, if you, if you, if you make, I don't know. I think you should have to bring your main to these. I really do. And but you do you make think you them... should lose crystals? Yes. I think that should be part of it is that you should have mechanics that require you to bring your mains to compete in and then rewards that make players actually think that it's worth the risk of bringing their mains to this hard boss and doing these difficult mechanics. Yeah, I just think as long as you have the crystal thing there, people just won't bring their mains ever, if it's hard. I mean, unless you're gonna promise me that I can make back 1.2 billion silver and crystals that I lose. But I highly doubt the rewards are ever gonna be that big. That's the thing is like if I lose, let's say if I die and I lose um, one of the new Alucas crystals and one of the war metal offhand crystals. Like now I just to not be negative when it dies, I need to make at least 750 mil. So it's like it's tough. I, cause I, I get, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just, I also, I'm, I'm different in that. I just think world bosses suck in every game I've ever played. I don't like them in lost Ark. I don't like them in BDO. I don't like them in ion. I hated them in Terra. It's just a gigantic clusterfuck of awfulness. That's not fun. I, I don't know. It's every, every game I played. It's like, I, I don't want to sit there and just spam attacks at this giant boss. And then I, I don't know. It's in lag. <laughs> it's just dumb. I'm not a fan of it, really. It always ends up feeling like a chore. It's like cool the first time, and then it ends up feeling like a chore. I'm trying to think of like, I feel like there has to be a middle ground. Like all, almost, like field bosses are on the cusp of being awesome if they were more a solo thing that took a long time to kill like let's say imagine if they were bams if they were bams from terra yeah imagine you're grinding sheer runes i'll just use that as an example because that field boss visually looks cool i forget the name of it it's like cuts a cuts cuts something so imagine you're grinding sheer runes you're making your shitty 150 mil an hour trying to get the pot piece Whatever that girl is spawns 
and you fight her. It takes you 10 minutes solo to kill her. There's no like announcement. You have to actually see it spawn or be in the area, similar to the guardians in the winter region. Imagine she spawns up, you fight her, you fight her for 10 minutes, you kill her, and you get, I don't know, seven pity pieces and like 110 mil worth of shit. Like that'd be really cool. I know there's an announcement. I, I'm saying in this world, there would be no announcement. So that way it's like a solo thing. You, you'd, it would spawn up and kill it. Like remove the announcements. Make it not a field boss. Make it something that you just, a boss that you fight yourself. Or you could even have it be party loot. But make it very similar to the... Um, I, I think the what they did with the winter boss is really cool. Where there's no announcement. It's just snowing hard in the area. And there's like a hurricane around it. The problem yeah, is the definitely. loot is mostly disappointing on her. It's like almost really good because it gives you, it does give you a lot. I guess money wise, it's good because it's pretty easy to kill, but it doesn't give you, it like doesn't guarantee an ember for some reason. So that part is tilting, but either way. No, I, I, I 100% agree with like the make it a visual thing instead mm -hmm. of just like an announcement that pops up on your screen. Yeah. The boss 100%. in, in, uh, Bloody Mountain, or not bloody, uh, Abandoned Monastery. That mechanic is awesome, except that it announces it just so you end up gr getting griefed and PvPing, but you want that boss to spawn. People are more excited for that boss. Think about this. You're more hyped when that boss spawns, if you're grinding that spot, than if Zarka, Karanda, Nuva, or Kudum spawn. In a grind spot. It's very, it's just weird. I don't know. So, I prefer stuff like that than these world bosses where you just have a thousand people, you have to turn off your skill effects, and then you get loot after beating it for 10 minutes, and you had exactly zero fun. So, anyway. Uh, yeah, so they made those changes. They made them easier. They're, like Rezar said, they're basically making it the old boss. I guess the rewards are still better, but now it'll be easier. And they're going to come out with, like... Instead of blood bloodstorm nuver, it's gonna be like I don't know, dried bloodstorm nuver or some shit. They're just gonna keep like doing this cycle. Yeah, people keep trying to get me on a technicality that it, it spawn it that boss does spawn for a solo fight, but it's like well then why are none of you guys grinding sheer ruins for fun? Like that's my point. It's like it should make you wanna be there because that boss is rewarding. That that's my point. Always got to be these nitpickers, man. All right. Artifact Lightstone Inventory. They added presets. So we got the Thank inventory God. demo last last uh, time. And it's cool. Now there's presets within the inventory, which I think is also pretty cool. Uh, I still think, does it... When you select it, does it move it to your actual inventory or does it just equip it now? I believe it just equips it now. That's pretty cool. I didn't yes. get a chance to test this, but whatever it is, give us this and please give us this for crystals as well. Even if you make it so it has a cooldown, you can only use it in town. I'd be fine with that or in a safe zone similar to swapping your spec. Just give me, I want crystal presets so bad, man. I want to have a PvE set and I want to have a PvP set. It would also just 
increase the value of crystals because people would well at least temporarily because people would want to get a whole set of each it would be just really nice and for different situations i would probably use a different crystal set for node war compared to 1v1 or for you know what i mean or for the mm. 3v3 well i guess the arena already has some things but for different parts of the game i would love different crystal sets in the same or a similar interface to this would be really cool um and then i think i think that's it oh that uh, just the lva changes that not we're not on global labs want to talk about those real quick all right so i have heard only bad things about castle runes but again i haven't been able to test it myself and i don't always trust people because everyone also said orcs was shit the first day and then i started seeing 850 mil in an hour and 790 mil in an hour so I, I need more information on Castle Ruin, so I'm going to withhold judgment on that one. Same thing with uh, Alter Imps, unless, Rez, you've tried either one of these. I have not, no. Yeah. Ult Although, I, I've i heard from my guildies that Castle Ruins is fine. Um, oh. there, there were a group of people doing them yesterday, and I asked them, and they were like, yeah, it's it's fine. It's it's basically the same as before. Okay. So at I, least I, close to it. It's not like a it's not like a noticeable like huge thing, basically. I'm gonna try to test it. I just that spot I don't know why in the, of all the spots in the game, that and trees, those two spots just put me to sleep so fast. Why castle ruins? I don't know. I don't know. I can't. Because I, I know can't your problem with why. trees is that the the mobs come to you. Yeah, you're just sitting right? there. Yeah, I don't know at Castle Ruins. I can't maybe because at Turos there's a slight chance you die and you're trying to avoid CC, so it kind of keeps you awake. Mm. Or is it Al Rundi? You're just brain dead beating these completely helpless mobs. I actually feel bad for the mobs at Castle Ruins. That's what it is. Yeah, I just feel bad for them. I'm going to stick with that. Uh, so, Swamp Nagas, which is was really bad before, I actually like it, both with and without a weapon. Now, they said they fixed the mob spawning when the thing dies fast, and that's like mostly true. It still spawns enough mobs that it doesn't really matter. So I was able to, my first time doing it, I got shit trashed because I was having trouble finding a rotation, but I finally found a rotation that was, where was this? Oh God. I think it was, it was like Northeast of the icon in the on the hills oh no no uh it was between orcs and the icon so i guess it was northwest and i i found some somewhere up there i can't remember now i'd, ha I'd recognize it when i get there but i can't remember on the map but i was able to get like 415 mil in an hour which is i'm not saying that's amazing nice. but for how bad the spot has been in the past and that's with no moon split nails so yeah. if you yeah. do get a rare drop it'll be more than that if you're grinding like fairly efficiently and you get weapon like weapons drop like candy at all of these Elvia spots. Weapons drop an insane amount now. It was pretty yeah. hard not to get thirty minutes of weapons. Uh, Fogans felt like similar money. I I was able to get around. I was getting like four hundred fifty mil, but I did see some screenshots of people getting five sixty, five eighty, and one person showed me six hundred as well. But I I don't know if I don't know if they just got RNG carried with the boss spawn because the boss spawn's a lot more rare now. Um, orcs. Yeah, I noticed that as well. So I did an yeah. hour at Fogans because I was curious, and uh, I made I think just over three hundred mil. Um, 
And considering that I'm grinding Guardian for the second day, like that could have been a lot better if I knew what I was doing. So, um, yeah, and I grinded Fogans uh, quite a bit before the changes mm -hmm. as well, because um, I wanted the the blue shards. Uh, yeah, and I was not making that much money. <laughs> I was, I was so significantly less money was made. So you're making more, or before there was less, or now now it's less. No, not before it was less. Okay, I'm making yeah. more now. Like before, I was probably, fuck man, I don't know. I, I was making pretty bad trash. Uh, maybe like, uh, 150, 200. I don't know. Oh god. Yeah, it was pretty. It's pretty <laughs> bad. Yeah, I think my thing is with with Nagas and Fogans, and I don't know about Castorans or Alterant, but with those two spots in particular, I I think if you have lower gear, it's like a noticeable increase because they just didn't. Those people just didn't get weapons before ever. Like even if you were incredibly efficient with insane gear True. at Swamp Fogans, yeah. you were getting weapons fairly rarely, and lower geared pl players were like never getting them. And now you get them a lot, mm. which just makes you have gear and you just one shot packs or whatever. So, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, it, I feel like <clears throat> Fogans feels somewhat similar. Maybe it's slightly better for geared players, and then just significantly nicer for. Uh, um, whatever non-geared players, and then, uh, so orcs, orcs to me feels the exact same. Like feeling wise, it got ten percent more DP. I can't tell at all. I honestly like can't tell at all the DP change at, at orcs. It feels about the same to me. And then with a weapon, I I'm not as good a grinder as other people. So for me, having consistent thirty. There are 30 minutes of weapons feels kind of nice because I've definitely gone through hours where I get no weapons. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, orcs. There was a, a point where I had like 12 weapons spawned. And I was just like, yeah. okay. It's kind of yeah. cool, I guess. There, there is kind of... Do, do you also, like, you get drop a weapon, you're like, oh, cool. And then you, you pick it up. And like let's say it's at let's say it's at uh orcs, right? So the you so they took away the the bad one for it, which would be the lightning. So the only weapons that drop there are the red, the fire, uh, and the blue, the water, Okiaros and Voltaros. They took away Narcs, right? I believe at, at Fogans? No, at, orcs. at Orcs. At Orcs, yeah, they took away the lightning one, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, has, does this happen to you? Because this happened to me when I was grinding Fogans, where, like, I picked up the Okiara, which at Orcs would be the Voltara, which is the worst of the two, and then, like, immediately after the better of the two drops. Yeah. And you're just like, fuck! <laughs> yeah, you're just kind of stuck. Yeah, because you can't pick it up now. Yeah. So, um, like, before, before it would be like, okay, well, I'll let this one go down to, like, you know, three, four minutes. Um you know, burn off a bit, and then I'll grab the other one right before it expires, and then at least it's not going to waste, but now that that weapon's just wasted. It doesn't do anything for you. Yeah, that part does kind of suck. It's like a, it's like a gift and a curse, the way that it works Well, actually, now. no, it does do something for it. Doesn't it, so whenever you're on cooldown and the weapons <laughs> drop, you get that, like, buff or whatever you that's, get like, fucking three AP, five yeah. monster damage or something, three, I think? Three monster three? AP, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> So hey, you know what? Can't say it doesn't do anything, but <laughs> yeah, that's true. It, yeah, I know. I've definitely run. Oh, okay. So 
I didn't realize this, but until like a few days later, I saw someone else mention it, but your weapons now save when you log out. Which is cool because really? they didn't before they would run down. So now if yeah. you get a weapon, now so the debuff also stays, which means you can't get a new weapon until that debuff runs out. But yeah, if you're, if you have seven minutes left on your weapon, you can swap characters and save it if something comes up and then swap back and you'll still have your seven minutes left which was not how it worked before. They would drain even when you were logged out. Um, and then, let's see. So yeah, orcs to me felt the same. I didn't get a chance to test Bloody Monastery. Bloody Monastery is interesting because I've heard wildly different opinions. Some people saying it's it's insane, and then some people saying it's trash. So that one I have to, I have to do more research. I can't say if it's a yay or a nay just yet. People also, I, the problem is, is the community is so inherently negative and, and for good reason, I don't blame them. So well, the moment someone goes somewhere without realizing like, okay, this is going to be different and I have to adjust to how it's different. It's just automatically up. Oh, this is not what it was before. It's fucking trash. I hate it. So you know I, I can't believe people right away when they say something is good or bad at all. I have to like see it yeah. to believe it now, you know, which sucks. I mean, I guess it sure. should how it work, but it sucks. You know what I've noticed, though? So I, I grinded uh, two hours at Fogans, I think, and, like, I don't know, three, four hours at Orcs uh, since the changes. Mm -hmm. I'm just now realizing I didn't get a single boss spawn that entire time. The Org at Orcs? Org or the Prince uh, Tidium. Yeah, the Prince is way Fogans. more rare. The prince is way, way, way more rare than before. And uh, although when he does drop, it's nice because he drops, what, one to two void seeds every time, which is pretty cool. Doesn't that, doesn't that suck, though? Because, like, that's part of, that's something that really helps break up the monotony of, like, the grind. It's, like, the events that happen. So, like, cranking the 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 chance of those events, like, way down kind of sucks because it, it it adds to the monotony of like running in circles for an hour straight with like no break at all yeah i i didn't so i actually did have one hour at orcs where i got no org but i haven't gone a whole hour without getting tidium yet but i do only get one i've gotten a couple hours where i got two but mostly i just get one yeah, I did two hours this morning at Fogan's, and I didn't get a boss on, on either of them. No, I got several of the Naga invasion events. I got several yeah. of those. But zero of the boss Tidium events, which is, like, weird. Because, like, before, he spawned so frequently. Like, yeah. I had some hours before grinding Fogan's where, like, two would be up at the same time. Which is a problem for my gear, let ass, because that motherfucker does a lot of damage. Yeah, a lot of people are mentioning the drop event. And the drop event definitely impacts things. Um, but the weapon drop rate is so insane that you're always going to have the 30 minutes of weapons. And obviously, like, the void seeds and all that stuff. Like, that stuff matters, for sure. So, the money will go down. I just, I don't think it's going to go down enough that it's like, oh, these spots are bad. Like, okay, so orcs, for example, now I I actually saw, so I've seen Zaki's, which was, let me see what his number was, um, where he got 820 mil, and I saw a lawn that posted one where they got 860, 
So you subtract the drop event and what? I don't know. It's still 790 mil. Like, that's fine. That's still pretty good. Because the 50% the drop event, you have to factor in how much that impacts all, like on top of all of your drops. Not just, uh, it's not just 50, you don't get 50% more stuff because you already have a drop bonus from, depending on what your setup is, you have your camo blessing, you have your node level, you have your loot scroll, you have your tent buff, you have your pet, you have your ecology. And all of that stuff means that that 50% is a significantly smaller amount. Um, and then on top of that, you do have Arsha. And on top of that, some people don't do temp buff. So I, I don't know. There's like, yeah, it'll have an impact, but it's not going to be like, oh, if you get 500 mil after, you're only going to get 250 mil or 300 mil. Like it'll be, I don't know, 20 to 40 mil less, maybe 50 mil at worst. So... We'll see. But yeah, uh, the drop event ends in a couple days, so we'll be able to see all the poor what people grinding up days? the drop event, the 50% drop ah, rate event. Yes, yes, yes. So yes, we'll yes. be able to see all the poor people at Orcs that are only getting 750 mil <laughs> and all the poor people at Fogans that are only getting 450 or whatever. We'll see. We'll see what ends up happening. Um. Anyway, overall, well, I, I think just made eighty mil in trash on my hour at Histria. So look at that, not to dude. brag or anything. Yeah, Histria is pretty nice, dude. It'll... I did get, I did get like sixty scrolls though. The scrolls are off the charts, dude. Here. The scrolls are worth so much right now. It's crazy. Yeah, two point eight mil, two point seven mil. My God, I I have yet to get a single artifact from grinding. By the way. The only artifacts I have are from bosses. Right, in fairness, you don't get them if you grind LV at all. They don't drop in LV. True, but like I've been, so I've been grinding like quite a bit of Histria because mm -hmm. I, I want BSR artifacts. I've been doing quite a bit of uh, Abyssal Secreia because that's my typical like go-to spot whenever I'm like, fuck, I need money. Okay, I didn't know you grind Secreia. Yeah, 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 I do a lot of Secreia. Wow. Yeah, well, that one. What is it? That one drops shitty artifacts. That one drops the stamina one. That one's fucking trash. Sacrea Abyssal drops. Yeah, max stamina plus fifty. Yeah, that one. But like, fuck, man, I'll take anything at this point. Goddamn. You know what artifacts I have right now? I've I've gotten three artifacts that aren't goddamn monster damage reduction and monster AP. All right, what are they? Uh, one HP artifact. Oh, that's nice. Where'd you get that? Oh, a boss? I got that from... A They're all from bosses. I got that one... I think I got that one from Gaiath, I think, if I remember correctly. Okay, that's a good um, one. I want, I want those. I got an all-evasion artifact, which is good if I was evasion, but mm -hmm. I'm not. <laughs> I think I got that one from Ergon, if I remember correctly. And I got a... Uh, oh, fuck, what was it? I think it was ranged accuracy. Or no, magic accuracy, I think. Magic accuracy, that's what it was. I got a magic accuracy from Beg, I think. Does Beg drop those? Yes, he does. Yeah, it was Beg. Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah, unfortunately, I don't play... <laughs> I, don't, I don't play, like, magic damage... So I was, like, using it on my Sage, but now I don't play Sage. 
and I don't play evasion, so the evasion isn't useful. So the only one I have that's like decent is the the HP one. Yeah. Where do the what are the spots that drop the HP ones? Aloons and Crypt of Resting yeah, Thoughts. That's, well, that's a fucking rip from that, me. Yeah, that are bosses, so. Yeah, no, thank you. Yeah, yeah. I haven't gotten a single one from a world boss either. This world this the the, the world boss thing is that's horseshit, man. Yeah. I also did like well when they first came out, it's like eighty 80 scrolls and only got one artifact and I was like, yeah, I'm never doing these again. That's like yeah, that's that's how I got my three is is me and a bunch of guildies were like, all right, we're gonna run and do like 500 scrolls, and I and I got three. I'm being told to tell you that seasonal shies are running Olun Valley. Don't be scared. Seasonal <laughs> shies are running Olun Valley. Oh, yeah. Apparently, I need to. I need to timepiece or whatever it's called my draconia season status to shy and go do a loons so my my overall takeaway and i know this is going to upset some of the people who commented and argued with me the last few days is that the orcs change is a slight nerf to super geared people and a slight to big buff for people that don't have gear overall now imps might be uh, the exception. I, I don't know how good Imps is now. Or bad. But Imps was also pretty shit before, wasn't it? I'm pretty sure. I think they nerfed uh, Imps. Imps? Yeah, or, they like, changed it like a yeah. few months ago and it's been really bad ever since. But I, I don't know what it is like now. So maybe, maybe it's still bad. If I had to guess, I'd say it's if I was a betting man, I would bet it's probably still bad. It's probably still bad. Yeah. That's okay. Who need, who needs the lower level grind spots to be good for these newer players, you know? All right, uh comments? Comments. Let's go. All right. I got to use the restroom real quick, but I have it pulled up. Do you want me to do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I have them pulled up and ready to go. I'll be right back one second. Let me kind of get off to the side here, my little my little hideaway point away from the mobs. Leave me alone! Leave me alone! There we go. Okay. Comments. Let's go. Comments. Let's see. Episode 50, I believe. Yep. Voices of Adventure. Sort by new. Uh, I guess he just wants me to go while he's at the bathroom. I suppose. Do we need to delete any of these? No, 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 no. Nah, seems fine. Don't see anything. Alright, uh, I guess I'll just start then. Uh, Fad Zekrawi? Probably butchered the shit out of that name, my apologies. Says, impressive, very nice. Thank you. Little Pork Chop says, the sea skills look pretty good. Here's hoping that tomorrow Drac will be in a better place. I just don't understand how I'm Guardian's rival, but my PvP is so much worse. My weapon is named Slayer. Dude, I ain't <laughs> slaying shit right now. Yeah. That's rough. Did the sea skills... So, uh, the sea skills help PvE at a place like Gyphon, and it does help if you have a weapon at places like Elvia, because one of them is like pretty big AoE, so it's another... 
skill to rotate but i again i haven't tested it i untagged my drac but mostly from what i've heard it, it doesn't really help that much hmm. which is odd but unfortunate yeah, there's a uh, there's a running meme now because like apparently everyone in the drag Discord. I'm gonna read this for verbatim. Hold on, let me read this real quick because it was it was pretty funny because someone was like, oh, they're saying you can uh, that the grind is really good in the drag Discord. So this person said that he sent a link to someone. He was like, hey, if you want to laugh, and he sent a link that was like a screenshot, and I I didn't get a chance to see it because I'm not in the Discord. And he was like, are you in the Draconia Discord? Do you have role set? I said, no and no, I can't let my serene and tranquil mind be poisoned. And then they were like, oh, that's why the link doesn't work. Can confirm it would ruin your <laughs> peace reading it. And then he said, everyone in there has a god combo for PvE that they cannot reveal. <laughs> oh, boy. So, yeah, we're, we're dealing with that. A lot of drags are like, lol, you're wrong, it's S tier. And it's like, okay, well, can you record it and show why you think that? It's like, nope. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, Snow Palmore says, that's crazy how they can do all of that, plus drop Wukong trailers for mobile, and here we are on console. Three weeks, no update stream, no season, no Draconia, but PA out here showing off Awakening concept art, basically telling console community to go fuck ourselves. You want to hear something crazy about console? What's crazy about console? Do tell. Lord of Warfare has been playing on PC for about four weeks. He said he just finished most of his journals. Nice. Dude, their biggest, one of their biggest ambassadors is jumping ship. Yeah, I mean, why wouldn't you? <laughs> I, I, I don't know how else to put it. Then, uh, yeah, I mean, makes sense. Yeah. I feel bad for console players, but... Um, I mean, no, but I just feel bad for him. They've abandoned that platform, it, it seems. Yeah, it's kind of unfortunate. I just don't... Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what can be said. <laughs> it sucks for console players right now. Uh, Come join the PC Master Race, I guess. Uh, Greed says, appreciate the podcast as always, really helped me through some tough times. Girlfriend doesn't know, but I have more hours grinding orcs than talking to her. <laughs> Maywa bad, by the way. Uh, she knows. She's keeping a log of it, Greed. Don't you worry. They always are. You think she doesn't know, but she knows. I, I would, I mean, I have a lot of hours talking to Miss Frosty. But I don't know if I might have more grind hours in total. Because you're not like talking for a full hour straight, you know? Definitely grinding for a full hour straight. I would love to see a breakdown of my hours in conversation with Miss Frosty versus my hours grinding. I'm pretty sure I have more grind hours. Which yeah. I think makes me a bad guy. Yeah, I think I think it does. <laughs> Hold on, I'm talking to somebody. Uh, 
Let's see. Swin Hun says, so not only does Drake fly around fully protected using Corsair movement, spamming warrior and guardian skills with AoE that stretches across the battlefield, but now she'll probably be dropping on people like Valk, getting away as fast as Maywall while spamming Nova summons. Just why? Uh huh. I I think it's a it's it's referring to the awakening concept art. Oh. Drop on people like Valk because Nayashi thought that it was a Valk getting away as fast as Maywall because it's a spear, I guess, and then spamming Nova summons maybe because oh, the okay. the dragon Got like it. art thing. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I, I can't really complain about the balance of the Awakening kit yet. As much as I'd love to. Yeah. And God knows he would love to. Let's see here. Blood Diamond 78 says, Okay, Nayashi, I get 100% what you were saying when it comes to DFS. I already know I don't own a grind spot, and that being said, you're not entitled to a DFS. It's a tired line all DFS people say. Uh, I tell people like Nayashi, Alt-C for DFS, because if they want the spot that badly, then wager your karma. Also, there are other alternative ways to getting a spot. Arsha is a huge alternative. You can also wait for a spot, or you can keep looking. There are plenty of times I planned on grinding for two hours, but someone asked me how long, I'll cut my grind short to whatever time I have left on my current scroll in that hour, because I personally am not a selfish person when it comes to grind spots in this game. But nope to the word no was used, and you feel like entitled yeah. to a DFS. So now you're going to deck and waste both of our time. Now neither one of us is making silver because you can't handle being told no, or just don't want to wait until a spot is available. Frosty comment? Well, Nayashi's not here to defend himself, but I'm going to say what I assume he would say, because you're implying, because he's saying uh, duel for spot people are not entitled entitled to a duel for spot, which is true, which is why Nayashi alt-sees. He's saying, I tell people like Nayashi alt-c for duel for spot, because if they want to spot that badly, then wager your karma, which Nayashi does. He, he, he says that. Yeah, he always does that. The deck is just... I mean, the deck takes 15 minutes, but Nayashi's 90% of the time just going to flag and attack you. And yeah, no one, no one is entitled to anything in the game. Like, I don't... That, that much is clear. You're not entitled to the spot. You're not entitled to a fair and just trial. You're not entitled to a duel for spot. You're not entitled to anything. But you... Yeah, you kind of make of it what, what you will, right? It's, if Nayashi wants to go flag, like, he's welcome to do that. I think, right? Like, I mean, are you opposed to someone flagging up and attacking you while you're grinding? Uh, I mean, no. Not really, but... Okay. I don't know, it's just, uh... Yeah, I mean, not really. Yeah, it de there's definitely different ways to go about it. And like I said, I am okay with people asking DFS, but for the most part, I don't really do it. Unless I'm, like, on the 10th channel, and I'm like, dude, seriously. There's just no spots. I gotta try something. You know, I I, I usually avoid confrontation if possible. And yeah. I, I don't know, I just feel bad killing people. For some reason. a soft spot in me, you know? But because people get so dramatic, you know, after a while you feel bad. They're just like, why? That's so fucked up. You know, you just kill them and it's like all you did is kill them. There's no consequence or anything. And they're like, that's so fucked up, man. Absolutely. Yeah, no, there, <laughs> there's definitely like the extreme opposite and whether it's like if you kill them 
then like they take like personal offense to it. It's, it's so bizarre. I I once got told by a uh, a guild that they were going to mass report me for killing them. Like we were declared war against them because they like karma bombed one of our guys. This was like years ago. I think this was in uh I think this was in Bloodline before we merged into Hex actually. And uh so we we managed to go at war with them because we were a nobody guild, so you know, we didn't have a node so we could deck them even though they were undeckable. And uh yeah, they uh they said they were gonna like mass report me for killing them. Yeah. No, I, I was I, like yeah. it's part of the game. <laughs> like what? No, I've had Junior Source and Chad is joking about it. He said, I can't believe you were a partner and killed me. But I, I have actually heard that before. Like, I hope you know you're going to lose partner. I'm like, for killing you? <laughs> well, fuck, man. I guess I didn't read the fine print. Uh, Get to a second comic. So I want to... Yeah, paragraph. so part two... Uh, now let me address what a karma bomber is. A karma bomber, someone who purposely interrupts your grind, dips their gear, forces you to flag out of irritation to instantly make you go red or severely dropping your karma, aka griefing your grind spot, which you quote don't own, by the way. Now, if you choose to flag and kill someone who is grinding that literally but isn't why, bothering you, why is that in quotes? That you don't own it. You don't own it. That's not a quote. You don't own your grind spot, right? Or do you? Do you own your grind spot? Do you have partial ownership? Okay, so when it comes to this whole idea of like ownership or whatever, it 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 my only request is that people hold the same standard that they hold other people to themselves because people like to flip-flop on this concept of like owning a spot temporarily mm -hmm. depending on whether they're like the aggressor or the defender or like whatever fucking situation they're in. So, me personally, in my opinion, if you are grinding in a rotation for that hour, you currently like own that spot. Now mm -hmm. somebody can come up to you and challenge ownership of that spot, right? They can they can say like, "Hey, duel for spot at this location." At which point, you can either agree to accept the challenge of ownership, or you can say like, "No, this is my grind spot. I'm going to continue grinding here." And then from that point on, it's you know, it, we'll we'll see what happens. Do they flag? Do they declare war? Like you know. Mm -hmm there's further steps beyond that but there are a lot of people that are like like i've ran into people that dip into my rotation and i'm like hey can you can you not grind in this rotation they're like you don't own the spot it's like okay but like even if you take away the concept of ownership like this isn't inefficient for either <laughs> like this isn't efficient for either of us <laughs> we're that both is... actively making less money because you're doing this that's right and sometimes that's what it takes to get them out Look, I, someone says the alive person owns the spot. Dead people can't use the spot even if it's theirs. All right, go on, go on with the rest of his comment. I mean, what do you, do, do, do you think you own a spot? No, like, I, I just think there's no... I mean, it's just an open world game and anyone can come and go. If, if I'm in the grind spot, uh, yeah, I could say like, hey, I was here. Like if someone starts grinding over mobs, I'll say, hey, I was here just on the off chance that maybe they didn't see me because I'm a Kuno and some mobs are up and it looked empty. But yeah. um, if they go, no, I'm here now, then yeah, then I we're just fighting. I don't know. It's not, it isn't my spot and they could, they could feed me to mobs or kill me enough that I'm like, all right, well, I fucking just need to grind. So I'm going to change channels or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. Or but vice I mean, versa. That's the same. That's the same. 
I mean, that's the same thing that I say. It's just you're not putting the label of ownership on it, right? Yeah. The person is there in that moment, and I'm the one that has to initiate, hey, do like it's not like they're going to be running in circles and they see someone pass by and they ask that person passing by to duel for their spot. But, um, yeah, I don't know. It's just this. I think what Blood Diamonds is saying here because he goes on to say like oh well the karma loss oh, yeah, is on, on you yeah okay let's get through the rest of it um now if you choose to flag and kill someone who is grinding that literally isn't bothering you then that, uh then that loss of karma is not them griefing you even if they repeatedly come back that loss of karma is 100 percent on you because i'm assuming they're supposed to be you chose to flag knowing there are other alternatives to get a grind spot and you chose to risk your karma knowing they might come back in this situation seriously how can you expect the person you just flagged and killed who wasn't bothering you to not come back and try and push you out of the spot they were occupying i can't believe people actually think like that now i partially agree with what he's saying the the thinking like that but the thing is is in that same vein while the karma loss is on me, you being fed to mobs is on you because you also have the choice to leave and not come back. If someone kills you multiple times in a spot and you don't leave and now they're like, well, this person's not going to leave, so I'm going to feed them to mobs. You also accept the fact that you're probably going to lose crystals and this is what you're okay with by you not flagging back or fighting back or whatever. So it yeah that like you're saying blood diamonds that it goes both ways it also goes both ways in that regard as well. And that's the alternative because karma bombing so if someone wants to fight you for a spot you don't have to fight them. You you can just karma bomb if you want or just grind their mobs. And the the only recourse is really that's going to be meaningful a lot of the time is feeding people the mobs which I know sucks but the whole situation is just it's an open world you're going to run into people and sometimes it's crowded or contested and people are sick of changing channels so it happens do i think it's the best thing on earth no but it's it's there i i also do think it sucks like running around looking for a spot but yeah basically with the whole karma loss thing although i think karma bombing encompasses more than just showing up to someone's grind spot and taking off gear but whatever the it doesn't matter. It's neither here nor there. At the end of the day, the Karma Bomber also accepts that they, they're probably going to lose EXP and Crystals. And at the very least, Tears. Yeah. I mean, to me, a Karma Bomber is, is somebody who relies on the Karma system and, like, the annoyance of, like, sabotaging both of your, your like, money-making ability to like ensure that there's only one way to guarantee that like the other person has uh what's what I'm looking for like so the karma bomber is somebody who's either guildless or in an undeckable guild right mm -hmm. um so that you cannot declare war against them so that takes one way like out of the equation like instantly and to me a karma bomber is like it's an aggressive move it's not a defensive move so it's somebody who comes into a rotation and starts grinding on top of you you tell them like hey like I, I was here and then they just like keep grinding on top of you. So they're sabotaging your money and their money for a temporary time because they know that the only way for you to solve this problem is to flag up and kill them because you can't declare war against them basically. So, or you just leave. So either they get the spot because you don't want to like waste your karma and they just essentially took the spot from you because there's no like 
way of it coming out for the person who was grinding there that's like good or you like absolutely murk the shit out of your karma and go like negative one nil at which point like yeah maybe they don't get the spot so they don't the karma bomber doesn't get what they want but also you have to deal with like this real like annoying thing for a while yeah and then, that's uh, what karma bombing is to me it, it's a thing that it's an aggressive thing not a defensive thing that leaves only one like party able to come out on top which is the karma bomber and that's why it's so like annoying and it feels even though <laughs> karma is a defensive mechanism it feels really unfair to the people who are being karma bombed because yeah. there's nothing that can be done about it that doesn't result in them like losing either they leave the spot entirely which means that they lose the spot or they murk the shit out of their karma they nuke their karma and they're they're negative one mil there's just no positive outcomes for the person getting karma bombed i don't know i and, really hate karma bombing and the so, someone says and what do you do when that happens every day in every spot if people always act like that would you enjoy the game no gains for any of us uh so in the case of now that doesn't happen on most servers but on some like south american sea where it's a lot more contested and there's a smaller amount of servers this is why last week i said the onus like i i don't blame the community for trying to come up with some sort of system dfs is literally for most people is like god like this is too contested there's too many people and these are the good grind spots and i'm wasting my time if i'm elsewhere that is uh, again pearl abyss's fault that it's like that so if it's happening all day, every day, on every server, and you're not getting any gains, then it is on Pearl Abyss to either A, add more servers, or B, do something like they're doing with the one-hour independent grind time. Like, that's not the player's fault that it's so contested that this is the only way to get grinding in. It, the, a lot of that now obviously, there are just straight-up griefers that are there just to feed you for no reason. That's a whole nother conversation. But if someone is there because they want the grind spot and they feel like the only way to get it is to feed you because all the channels are taken, like, that's their prerogative. Does it suck? I guess. But it's also not necessarily, like, in the instance of uh, a lot of players, they're just looking for a grind spot. And if they had one and one was open, they wouldn't even be there. So... I, I don't know, like in, in the case of like SEA and SA, like they need new servers or more Elvia servers uh, on top of this new grind hour and not have it be so limited. And now that they rebalanced yeah. orcs, well, they said they said they were going to do Elvia server on every server eventually, right? That was at the Calpheon Ball. They haven't added that yet, but I I that needs to happen. Because now that orcs is brought down a little bit and all these other grind spots are a little bit better, I don't see any reason why you can't have Elvia. I can understand limiting it if everyone wants to be at Orcs because it's the absolute end-all, be-all, nothing is even close. But now that it's a little bit more comparable to other spots, I don't think you need to limit it to only 10 channels or whatever on each region. Mm. I don't think. Maybe I'm wrong on that. Maybe it'll fuck up the economy somehow. But I feel like now people are going to be willing to go grind at... Gyphen or Sacrea or Starzen and not not feel that bad. Um I think. Yeah. Anyway. I, to me, I really just feel like it comes down to like who the aggressor is. I mean that's really what it comes down to to me. I I, I I'm such a like passive person when it comes to like I just want to grind 
I, I just want to be left alone and do my hour. I never like challenge people for spots. I always just like go to a different one or like I'll swap channels or wait or whatever. So um, to me, I'm just like, if you're aggressing on a situation that isn't like you've been swapping channels for an hour and have not legitimately found anything or like you're short on time, but you like have to do something today, then yeah, I don't know. It's, it's a hard situation to deal with, honestly. I really feel like if they just, like, I don't know, man, just increase, make more Arsha channels that don't have the drop rate on them, I feel like yeah. that would solve a lot of these problems. Because, <laughs> like, you have the Arsha channel, which should be, like, perfect to, for dealing with Karma Bombers, and it is, except for the fact that for all the people, like, in the middle, like mm -hmm. me... Like, I can't go grind there, because there's a bunch of, like, 700 gear score people running around. Plus, I don't I don't want to PvP when I'm grinding. When I right. want to grind, I want to grind. So if there were, like, 10 Arsha channels, maybe I can go get an hour done on Arsha and, like, be left alone for the most part. But when yeah. it's only one channel, like, there's no shot in hell I'm going to be grinding at any relevant rotation and be unchallenged for the entire hour. So I say make channel six on every cluster, uh, PVP channel. Yeah, and like you, they don't all have to have the drop rate. Yeah, Again, leave like the drop rate you need to Arsha. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, exactly. I I don't know. It's just like ugh. that'd be cool. I would love that. God, I would love that. That'd yeah, be fun. I agree. I and I think that would be a nice way to like spread out all the people. So m the odds of running in. To like Steve or like whoever else like is constantly on our show, like just looking for PvP and like rightfully so, like that's the open world PvP channel. But then like I can have a chance of grinding and not being afraid of Karma Bombers and also not being afraid of running into Steve because there's ten channels, you know. Get a problem with Steve, man? He's clap. He'll clap my cheeks, and there's nothing I can do about it. He's too good. Grab him. Grab him. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm just saying, like, as somebody in the middle, right? Like, that's my point, is that for somebody who's in the middle, like, somebody who doesn't karma bomb to get their spots, but also doesn't, like, DFS or grind on our show all day, like, it sucks for people like me, I think, for the people in the middle. Mm. I don't know. All right, next Anyway, time. next comment. Rico Cisco Entertainment says, just discovered this podcast last week. Already in love with the show. Keeper going heart. Thank you. How do you like it? Christopher says, it feels like Pin Blackstar Dandy Zarkas will never reach market price cap ever again after the LVAP caps. But I guess at the end game, it's more about pen accessories. Maybe the plan is to eventually release an LVA zone in every region by the time it gets to LVO Draxia or something. That would be the official end game. If not, they could always try to implement grind zones that require you to have the last AP bracket or something to grind efficiently so that at least it doesn't feel like your progression isn't entirely for PvP. Yeah, I mean, the caps are in, they're in four of the spot, or they're in the, all of the LVA spots, but they're, two of them are going to be reached by basically nobody, like very, very few people. And then on top of that, it's, there's no caps in, that we know of in any of the Calpheon LVA spots. There's no caps at Gyphon, Sacrea, Starzen, like, et cetera, et cetera. So, I mean, there's still plenty of spots where there's no caps. Yeah, I mean, isn't Gyphon 
I mean, I I don't know because I haven't grinded there, but isn't Gaifen making like similar money at Orcs? Mm-hmm. So like, what? I don't <laughs> like, and you need a quite a bit of gear to grind there, right? Yeah. And there's no caps at Ash Forest or Crypt or yeah, there's yeah. A, there's a lot of spots. Maybe there will be caps in Calpheon. I I can't say, but they haven't mentioned them yet. Hmm. Um. Lebo says another pull as an awakening weapon, and then for me it just shows up as two boxes. Uh, are those emojis? Yeah, Can there's an emoji, a crying face, and then a crying face with a blue head. A blue head, interesting. Okay. Moonman93 says, I really am not trying to be rude, but, quote, I just value my time over others by Nayashi. <laughs> he did I say that. Wonder... I can't defend that. He said that exact sentence, which is... By all means, but he did say that sentence verbatim. I truly wonder sometimes <laughs> if you hear yourself talking. Like, I understand the point of wanting to grind and not being able to because it's too contested, but that doesn't mean you got to be a dick about it. This obnoxious. See, right there. So, okay. I, right off the bat, I'm like, I agree with this person because the idea of I value my time over others, I vehemently oppose. But then he says, you don't got to be a dick about it. Nayashi asking people to DFS is not him being a dick about it. Yeah, it's not. He's not like, being why is it? Oh, I, I don't know. What is wrong with you people? Why is it always one extreme or the other? I don't understand. It's so confusing. He's not really being a dick. That sentence was dickish, but he's when he's going into a grind spot, he's just trying to grind. It's not a, it's not really being a dick. Anyway. I don't understand why people can't just like understand where the other side is like coming from. We have to be on one end of this fucking horseshoe or the other. It's so confusing. This obnoxious notion of I'm respecting you by offering a duel instead of flagging is bullshit. It's similar to a gangster telling a shopkeep, you pay me for protection or I'll destroy your shop. Cut the shit and straight up say I want to grind here. I'm going to fight you for it. End of story and fight it out. Frosty can sit here all fucking day and tell you that he does the right thing and you will never get it because you only care about yourself and your silver per hour. Now that Nayashi has cut in, has wait, hold on. I had a stroke. Sorry. Now that Nayashi has cut in now to start raging in Mewa, I want to say that this is a joke and as much as I hate DFS, it needed to end shit quickly because between players, I'm struggling today. So we can all make silver where we want and when we want. Yes, it sucks losing a spot, but when what sucks more is not grinding all at all over GBGs, Karma Bomb, Zergian, etc. At the end of the day, it's open world game. You can handle things you want. Word spreads in the game and how you handle stuff. So beware of that. Good luck and thank you for the cast. Okay, so thank God that was a meme because like, what okay. the fuck? That oh, was the a weird take. The whole top part was a meme. Okay, okay. Yes, yes, yes. The whole top part was a meme. Which like, but like, I know for a fact there are people out there that believe that. That think that DFS well, is like a dick thing to the, do. The other thing too is, and I, I know this whole top part, some people do feel this way. So Absolutely. In, in, the, in the notion that Nayashi cut the shit, you're selfish. The person that is not willing to also, I mean, if you're really that selfless, why don't you be like, when someone comes up, it's like duel for spot. Why don't you be like, oh, no, you know what? I don't care about my time. Why don't you just have the spot? We don't even have to duel and I'll see myself out. I'll go find a different channel because I'm so selfless and righteous. It's like you're all everyone's selfish. You're all there to solo grind to make silver for yourself. It doesn't make you a bad person. I don't know. Yeah, I think I think Moonman's comment of 
as much as I hate DFS, it's needed to end shit quickly between players so we can all make silver when we want or where we want and when we want. That right there is like the key thing that the the people that get offended when you kill them need to understand. There has to be some way of deciding who is going to make money at this rotation on this channel right now. There has to be some way. So Frax in chat says, that's what I do. I like leave the spot and let them have it. He says, not because I'm nice, but because I'm a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Like, I don't like DFS either. That being said, I understand why people do it. Yeah, that's why I, I mean, say. I just don't. I just don't get mad, and I'm usually mostly nice. Take the high road and just ignore. I let people. I I accept the duels for spot when people ask, and I also don't ever really ask for them. I deny the duel for spot, and then they'll flag up, and then if they kill me, usually I leave because I'm like, all right, I can't like, I can't push this guy out of the spot. Like, there's no shot. Uh, but if I kill them, then it's like. All right, I'm just going to keep grinding here. And then I swear to God, at least 40% of the time, the person will start like grieving my rotation. And that's when it's like, all right, so you're just a piece of shit. <laughs> like, if you ask for a DFS, I say no, you flag up on me, get the jump on me, and you still lose. Like, and now you're going to like grief. Like, yeah, you're, you're a piece of shit. Yeah, I try. There are times where I try, um, like when people do flag up and attack me, I'll try my best to pretend I don't notice them, but I'm like iframing and repositioning around the mobs yeah. I'm fighting so that <laughs> yeah. I'm still killing yeah, them yeah. and not getting hit by yeah. stuff. Just to be a dick, because I, I feel like if someone comes after you and they flag and it looks like you don't know they're there and they still die to you, it's like demoralizing and they leave. Yep. yep. <laughs> now maybe 100%. that's only in my head. Maybe it's only no, in my no, head, no, but no, I no. swear. I, I, yeah, 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 I do the same thing, 100%. I feel like everybody does the same thing. Where, like, you're watching them the whole time. You're, like, killing packs, like, out of the corner of your screen. But you're, like, not looking directly at them. Yeah. You don't want them to know that you see them. Mm -hmm. And the second they flag up, you're like, all right, just get ready. Like, save your important cooldowns here. They dive in. You let them hit, like, one time so that they get PvP readied. And then it's like, all right, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly you gotta let them hit you gotta iframe the initial grab though you can't they can't get the pvp ready with the grab so you gotta iframe the initial grab or dodge the grab mm -hmm. and then let them hit you with some it's usually a striker right let them hit you yep, with their yep. leg drop their raw cast leg drop when you're not cc'd for some reason yeah that's the that's the play yeah 100 percent. no i i do that i think everybody does that honestly and I, well i guess if people don't like pay attention but I'm always expecting, even though it's like it doesn't happen majority of the time, it's minority of the time that it happens, but I'm always expecting them to like flag up. Nine times out of ten, if you tell people no to a DFS, they just leave. I think that's something that a lot of people don't realize. If you're just not a dick to them and you just say like, oh, no, thanks. I, I just started my hour here. A lot of times they'll just leave. That actually does happen. Yeah, sometimes. Not always, obviously. I won't say I won't say most of the time, but like quite frequently, if you if you're just nice to them, they'll leave. It's just like okay, thank you. Lying helps. I've definitely lied in the past. <laughs> Where, when I'm on a J scroll, <laughs> yeah. like a J scroll in particular, I definitely don't want to duel for spawn a J scroll. So I'll I'll just be like, I have a J scroll. It only has 14 minutes left, and then the spot is yours. 
and then they'll leave and never come back. That actually has happened yeah. to me a bunch of times. No, or like, have you ever been like, you have 20 minutes left on your grind, but you tell them like, oh, dude, I just started my hour here. Like, because <laughs> I've, I've definitely done that before, too, or I'm like, oh, dude, I just started my hour, actually. Yeah, and I popped a J scroll and like, you know, all you know, I got everything run. I got I got five thirties going, man. I got five thirties going like. <laughs> See, no one ever takes into consideration to the the opposite side. I know everyone's like the the aggressor, the aggressor, and for the most part, that's true. But then you do have sometimes where Alki is grinding in a grind spot on his Sork, and someone comes in and types DFS, and Alki doesn't respond. He just immediately feeds them because those spot also exist, or those those people exist too. They're a little bit more rare, but they exist. Or I wonder if you just type, "I will fucking feed you to mobs for the rest of the day." You just type that and see what see what happens. I really yeah. care. I'm curious think, how that goes. I think the worst people are the silent types. The people that start grinding in your rotation and you go up to them and you're like, oh hey, I, I I'm actually grinding here and they don't say anything and they just like keep going. And you're just like, okay, is this what is this like a bot? Like what what like what's going on here? You know? The silent people are the worst. Yeah, you yeah. You, I do, there is, maybe it's petty of me, but there's definitely times where I'm like, hey, how long? Just gauging if I should just wait or change channels. And mm. they ignore me. And then I'll like flag and CC them. And then while they're on the ground, type how long? <laughs> <laughs> just because of like, I don't know if he just doesn't see what I'm saying or if he's ignoring me on purpose, but it's a dick move. Just tell me how long so I know if I should go <laughs> move on or not. Right, right. Dude, earlier today I went to try and uh, do an hour of orcs, and there was a family guy on the channel, and I asked him, I was like, "Hey, uh, how long you got?" Because like, if if it's like less than fifteen minutes, then I usually just like wait. It's not a big deal. I don't mind waiting. And he goes, "Oh, uh, three hours." I was like, I, "Uh, hmm, okay." Yeah. <laughs> I definitely have seen that. Yeah, people are like I'm gonna be here all day. I mean, should I appreciate the honesty? They're like, I'm gonna be yeah. here all day. Yeah. Yeah, I was just like, that's I I don't know if I've ever gotten that answer before. That is an interesting answer. <laughs> yeah, Steve Jack's point out. Steve says forever, a lot. I've yeah. seen him say that. <laughs> like how long? Forever. That's fucking funny. <laughs> All right. Um. Let's see. Where were we? Um. Okay, we just read Moon Man. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, I don't know. People people need to just relax a little bit. Relax a little bit. Killing you isn't offensive. Look at the it's one okay. free hour it's in with this game. change. Yeah, very maybe, true. Very maybe true. there'll be less contest contested spots with the... Uh, some people literally just want to do their one hour and then log off or do something else. Uh, Triconics says, so now we're going to have DFS at Gaifen due to orcs changes. Seems like I overdid the response regarding the DFS, so TLDR, I agree with you guys, DFS is fine as long as you remember why they were invented in the first place, hint to resolve conflict fast and to reduce drama. By the way, Frosty, oh. your way of searching for a spot is exactly like mine. Look for empty rotation across channels and even some 
not top tier meta rotations and ask for dual and rare exceptions while respect challenges to the dual for spot. I like what Nayashi said about what you win and lose in DFS from the point of the person looking for a spot and from the defender's position. Challenger looks for a spot so he loses every time uh, with every DFS. Buffs, he pops, PvP drops and shit. And potentially PvE buffs if he looks for the spot after being kicked out or taking a break in grind to see rotation taken. That's the worst shit. Whenever you like go to the bathroom real fast, like two minutes, you're gone, you come back, somebody's grinding there. That's, yeah. That's the worst shit ever. I want to bring up uh, something about that after you get through this comment. Okay. Defender can lose rotation and, of course, lose buffs, be it loot buff timers or PvE buffs like perfumes drafts. While what he wins is a peace of mind knowing that if he wins, the dude challenge him isn't going to grief him. So if he wins, he wins not losing time with bus pointless dealing with grief or war deck. He also isn't going to be needing to look for another spot. And even knowing griefing is shitty, people who refuse DFS make it sort of excusable. By refusing, you basically ask for a war deck. If you're in a deckable guild like Rez, it's fine, I guess. Personally, I, I also don't like to PvP when I grind, but I don't refuse duels. If you hide by undeckable guild or have protection set, then as my guildie says before feeding, no DFS, no crystals allowed, just to proceed the to feed the refuser constantly until he leaves. Yeah, I mean, I've always... my My thing has always been, like, declare war. Like, that's always been my thing with people. If you really want this spot that badly, declare war, let's turn it into a GVG. Like, why not? Yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm alright with whatever. I, I actually don't see that GVG stuff that much. Like, the small ones. I don't know. Maybe it's because of... I don't know. I feel like back in the day, you used to see so many times it'd be like, you're fighting someone, then a second person comes, and then it's like a 3v3 for a while. And Now mm. it's either just a solo 1v1 with typing and disagreeing, or 70 people show up. There's <laughs> no like in between. Alright, so I wanted to uh, uh, compare DFS to something in IRL. that It's been like driving me nuts. It's been like eating away at me. I'm like, why... Like this reminds me of something else, and I finally remembered it as I was browsing through the 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 Reddit fitness section. Duel for spot okay. is so much like being at the gym. I'm gonna read this to you, okay? I screenshotted I screenshot this the other day. And okay, someone okay. says, I just wondered what people think of this situation which happened to me. Now keep in mind, this is in the fitness thread. This is why I think I'm right. more a little bit more accustomed to the way dual for spot works and why it doesn't bother me and like the whole situation with a grind spot. This person says, I look over at a machine across the room not being used. I walk over to it, change the handle to a bar, then a guy walks over to me saying that he's using that machine already in his superset. Like what the fuck? I'm sorry I've been here for 2 minutes already. Why do people think they can hog multiple machines all because they're doing a superset? Does this not sound like when you go to a grind spot, you start grinding like this exact situation. You start grinding, you're like three or four rotations in and then someone's like, hey man, I was here. It's literally the exact fucking same thing. Except in the gym, because people don't want to die IRL, they don't DFS, but maybe they should be. Maybe they should be. Maybe they should be DFSing yeah. IRL, you know what I mean? Well, there's there's definitely to to me that definitely is like so like there's like gym etiquette, right? And I like to me like gym etiquette is like yeah, you don't take up 
like quote unquote take up like four different fucking things at one time. Like you go to one machine, you use that machine until you're not using it anymore, and then you go to the next one. I, I, I if you need to have a spread of machines, then you can like make your own gym. Like and that's not your what own the public gym. gym is for. Well, with supersets, you know? I get it with supersets. The idea of it is like moving machine to machine. It's like a type of workout. But if you're going to do it, I know, it's probably better to do it with someone else. So that way it's like there's always someone on the machine kind of thing. Yeah, right. And that's what I'm saying. Whenever you have like, you can't say I'm using this machine whenever you're not using the machine for five minutes. Right. Yeah, that's my point. So, like, yeah, if you were doing it with multiple people, so there was always someone on the thing that you were using, then that would be fine. Listen to this reply. This guy says, well, the one person says, I hate those people, which is like, you know, sounds like a video player. And then another person says, I do supersets for almost every workout. Luckily, my gym isn't busy at all when I work out. But if someone grabs a machine I'm using while I'm not there, that's on me. I find an alternative machine instead. I feel like it's super douchey to claim more than one machine at a time. Absolutely. See? 100%. Pretty similar, man. Gym etiquette's very similar. Also, people that... Uh, there's another comp I have to gym etiquette is like... Um, so when you go to a grind spot and someone clearly shouldn't be in the best grind spot because they're not clearing remotely close to the rotation's like speed mm -hmm. that you need to be clearing. So for example, let's say if you're at Star's End, someone that could easily be grinding diamond rotation because they don't clear fast is grinding cliff which is like you need a lot of gear and to be very good at grinding cliff to grind it efficiently um in the gym when you see a guy using a bench uh, a, which has like 50 million good workouts and all he's doing on that bench is stretching or like doing something that's not related <laughs> yeah. to the bench they literally doesn't need a bench for it's like what i saw a guy on uh, this is so fucking in the weeds but on a lat pull down machine so the lat pull down machine is the one where you sit down you put your hands up directly above you grab the bar and you pull it down either behind your head or in front of your head okay it's a back workout i saw a guy sitting on that machine facing backwards curling dumbbells why why are you wasting that machine to do fucking sitting curls it tilted me so if I could DFS IRL, like that would have been the time where I'm like, what on earth is the yeah. matter with you? Why are you doing that? You're just wasting an, a perfectly good machine and everyone else has to wait because you're fucking curling backwards on it. Like, Jesus no, Christ, man. You know what that sounds like? I wanted like more to, to feed him to mobs, Rez. I wanted to feed him so badly. No, you, you know what that sounds like more to me? That sounds more like the equivalent of the people who don't know rotations. And so they just like grind whatever like thing they do without any like understanding of what people like how the spots are separated, right? That's yeah. what that feels like more to me. Is it's like, yeah. oh, you're using this you're you're taking up this space in a way that is not how it's supposed to be taken up. And 9 times out of 10 when you see those people in BDO, that's when you get the you don't own the spot thing or whatever. It's like, ugh, oh my god. <laughs> It's like, yeah, but this doesn't make sense for you or me. Like, like... <laughs> um, that's the weird, the 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 sabotage is like the most bizarre thing to me. Yeah. It's a weird world we live in. All right. Um, but yeah, uh, Triconics. Uh, I always just say like deck. I I have literally never been in an undeckable guild as far back as I remember. So. 
If you really want to take the spot away from me, then declare war. Let's turn it into fucking GVG. That's content. XXX Harambe. Imagine a GVG over Thornwood. Goddamn. <laughs> Dude, we had a pretty good GVG at uh, Star's Inn last week. It was a pretty good, like, 20v20. And then, for whatever reason, the guild we were fighting called in a siege guild. And it was like, why? It was, like, fairly even. Oh, the that's a whole nother problem though. People calling in their their fucking siege friends to come help them win a GVG. It's fucking bizarre. Uh, XXX Harambe says, "Yo, I want to see some real life PvP. How about some mud wrestling? See, you could have mud wrestled that guy for the for the lot machine." True. It'd be uh, weird and messy, but true. Tumas Lu says, clearly her awakening weapon is a spear and a dragon hand puppet. <laughs> <laughs> no, a dragon hand shadow puppet. That's what it is. <laughs> True. A dragon hand puppet. Oh, that's good. Droming86 says, all these people crying about orc nerfs are silly. Unless you're grinding the two best spots, you aren't getting close to one bill an hour. And I've seen actual line of people waiting at those spots multiple times. LOL. Yep. Is that one and two? Is that the two best I spots? I, I think there's one that's more efficient if you're like a really, really insane grinder than one and two. Or maybe you extend one and two over to a different is it rotation. That, I don't is know. Is it that area way to the south? I sometimes see people grinding like way to the south, like across the little bridges and stuff. I know. I think it's the, yeah, I think it's more the middle area, like around, I, I don't know, like below 12. You just basically mm. take all of the rotations. Uh, Anon says, Reslar's mic is sounding crispy. I don't know what that means, but thank you, I guess. Maybe? I don't know. Andros, actually, you should thank Frosty. He gave me this mic. Thank you, Frosty. True. Sorry, guys. Andros <laughs> says, edit, I stand corrected. I've been doing a few hours. Contrary to what the patch number suggested, money is still the same for about four to 500 million range. I don't understand the maths behind that since there was a decline in drop percentages, but still works. So good for me at the moment. However, 700 to eight, uh, 900 mil farming is gone to my knowledge, so no longer viable for us. When they take out the equation, 30% of crystals, 50% of stones and bosses, money should drop, but it is not. So it might be some hidden buff that we are not aware of. <laughs> yeah, it's called the pet loot changes. It's the it's called the way the pets work. Yeah. Uh, True, so he actually. said seven hundred to nine hundred mil not possible. I bring. I think he's referring to orcs. I'm just gonna Probably. leave this screenshot here for everyone to see it. This is a <laughs> trash archer grinder. There, I'll send that to you, Reslar, so you could see that. Uh, I think that seven hundred to nine hundred mil is certainly possible if you're on the high end of good grind class. And uh, you're good at grinding and you have high gear. But m maybe 900 mil is not possible anymore. But 700 plus is definitely possible. Four bosses. Dang. I got fucked. Yeah, uh, he, got, he got carried on bosses for sure here. That's my senpai says, I wish Frosty talked about how short everyone was at Voices of Adventure. Maybe 10 people above six foot. There was a lot of tall people there, actually. Nerds are tall, I found out. <laughs> Daz says, The real tragedy of the old Elvia orcs is that even if you don't care that much about Silver Power, it's still the only solo spot for the Red Shards. 
Very That is true. true, yeah. But now it's a little bit less con is it less con it's probably a little bit less contested. And you're gonna have your solo spot, so you'll be able to grind there for red shards a little easier once they release that their solo grind hour. Listen, listen, man. I for the past I like I don't know. For the, for the past couple of weeks, I've been occasionally doing an hour or two at orcs, and I very like easily find a spot most times because I'm not doing the best spots apparently. I don't yeah. I don't know. Uh, usually I swap like two, maybe three channels, and I can find a rotation ninety percent of the time. Today I swapped five channels. Every single one of them was taken. So even the in the behind Brady Fortress, the one you like. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like to me, it feels like there's more people, but my data set is very low. But I'm very annoyed that I swap. I was swapped to all three of my home channels, and then to two non-home channels, and finally I said, "Fuck it, I'm going to Histria." Yeah. And then I made 80 mil in trash at Hysteria. So, you know, pretty comparable. Pretty and comparable. And you spent four hours looking for a portal? No, actually, I got lucky. Very first portal. Oh, no, actually, no, I didn't get lucky. Second portal. Well, I guess that's still lucky. Yeah, I wish they'd stop that. Yeah. Be nice. Jetspark says the spear in her right hand looks like it's the solidified spine of the dragon's tail. Notice how in the image of the tail sort of matches the style of the jaggedness of the tail. Then on the right hand, looks like perhaps a staff type weapon that summons the power of the dragon. The cloth, quote unquote, wrapped around the staff slash scepter like weapon appears like it will be material from the wings of a dragon. Ooh, I think it like will be skin? used to control Cartilage? and project aspects of the dragon while her spear will be used for quick short melee parentheses IDK. There were several dragons in the Draconia lore, but only two big dragons, like world-ending dragons. Also, parentheses, not confessing, but I have on good authority that talk about musical instruments may have been mentioned at the Boston event, mainly about how NA hated it at first, but how it is now an appreciated part of a certain class's culture. Also, as an entry-level orcs grinder myself, I'm glad Frosty stood up for us little guys. We may be small, but we deserve to not be outran by long legs who want to own this market with their rich-get-richer mindset. Thank you, PA, for keeping the game relative across all levels of height. Except for in the new AOA where Shy's drown. <laughs> <laughs> or the new uh, Arena Solaire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Genesee says, What I find hilarious is that people think moving servers is a simple task. LOL. Do people realize servers are not only in California because it's some of the most well-established and affordable server farms for North America. It's also closer to their home base. For example, we literally just had to relocate several of our farms from East Coast to West because of the heavy delays due to distance. Most of our users are East Coast, but since development is on West, we received priority. Unless you don't want us fixing shit in a timely manner, pushing massive amounts of unpackaged data around is always more bandwidth heavy than running the app. Sure, it's the same for Pearl Abyss. And for the record, he's referring to his own company. Not When he's saying we, he's not talking about Pearl Abyss. Yes. He's yeah. Some company he works for or owns. Or, he sounds like he's a big deal. Really, at the end of the day. 
Juicy, you- said, Juicy Bad says, Frosty's point about swapping the servers from West Coast to Chicago, not fixing anything, is just simply not true. All right, uh, we have the opposite it. opinion here. All right, let's hear it. This is the duality of man right here. We got Genesis and then Juicy Bad, one after the other. The East Coast has over double the amount of people the West Coast has, and almost the entire Canadian population is on the East Coast. Parentheses, none of us can see the exact player location data, so all we can do is assume it trends with population. On top of that, people in the Midwest and Texas also have terrible ping to West Coast servers. Parentheses, my friend in Texas has the same ping as I do in Maryland to BDO, but we both have reasonably decent ping to Chicago servers. And why would you even bring up Australian players as if they will ever have decent ping to the NA servers? We cannot fix that. At the end of the day, significantly <laughs> more players would have similar MS to a similar ping to Chicago servers, which to Frosty's point wouldn't eliminate desync, but it would for sure fucking help. Okay, so he started off with saying my point was wrong and then ended off with saying my point was right. Although then added, it would sure help, but it really, really kind of doesn't. Like again, I, I know people think that people on the West Coast don't desync, but they do. We do all the time, constantly. So when I said moving the servers doesn't fix desync, I, I am exactly right in that no matter what, you're going to have desync. Like that doesn't fix the problem. Now you could argue about where the player base is. Sure, if in the United States, if the game was played mostly in the United States, I, for whatever reason, we don't count any of Mexico and we don't count Hawaii or any of the other countries that play on North America, of which there are a bunch. Again, which is the end of my point, that I find it odd that it's like, ah, well, fuck those players. I, my ping isn't good. It's like, well, those players do kind of matter too because they also pay money and buy pearls, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And then uh, to Gen- Genesis point, which I didn't even factor in, like I don't know if it has something to do with the location of their offices or how close they are. Maybe that's an, another thing too. But yeah, at the end of the day, my my main point with the moving servers, you could do it. I, I don't care. At the end of the day, like I'll still play. You can move the servers, it's fine. But it, you're going to still desync. So they will invest a whole bunch of money to move the servers. Uh, a similar number of people will now have worse ping and a, sim- the, a similar number of people will have better ping. It'll just move locations and everyone will still desync as a collective because it doesn't really fix that issue. Like that That's my only point is that desync is not because of the distance between servers. Desync is a whole nother issue. It, it's amplified by it, but it's not eliminated. It's like just still a thing. So yeah, you can't you can't say what I said is simply not true and then end with to Frosty's point it wouldn't eliminate desync. It's like, well, so then it it is true. It wouldn't fix it. Yeah, it, unfortunately desync like if I dual hunter right now, I guarantee you in 15 to 20% of our fights there's going to be desync issues. And we he lives right next to the servers and I live like, I don't know, 6 700 800 miles from it or whatever the hell. 500 miles from it and yeah when i fight him we desync all the time desync is an issue that needs to be addressed from multiple angles having a centralized server i'm not like opposed to the idea i'm just saying it doesn't solve anything and also with the way black desert is set up because of the region release order like we're it's not just the united states you have to worry about unfortunately and i i the whole like 
why would you even bring up Australia? Yeah, I don't know. Why would you even bring up the players on the East, man? You know, they, they also don't matter. Who cares? Players on the West don't matter. On the East don't matter. None of the other countries matter. Fuck them all. I think the, but I, I think you can't talk about other countries without recognizing that there's like countries on the east side too like there's a lot we have several people in our guild that play on na servers from eu like yeah i don't know like sure. sunny's from eu but, he plays on na servers like yeah but the difference is eu launched with na like they they actually had the option to play on lower ping when a lot of them did, but then EU sucks ass, so they came to the better well, server. Okay, that's not that's not by Septimus's story. I actually think by Se I forgot what he said his story was. Like, was it something along the lines of um? I think he said that he didn't realize that there was a separate server. He chose the wrong one by accident, and then started playing and felt like, oh, well, I already played for a week. I don't want to go back now, <laughs> or something sure. like I don't that. Remember actually. Yeah, and then with but, Australia would be the same. I I would be on the same page as with the EU players if Australia's server, but it came out two years after NA, so there was already like a huge NA or SEA like population on NA that didn't want to switch because the game takes too long. It's yeah, like gear true. up and shit. That's a good point. But yes, there are definitely yeah. servers. I, I'm not saying it's 100 percent equal, and maybe it will serve more people. It's just like okay, let let's say there's, let's just say hypothetically speaking. There's 100,000 players playing in a perfect world in North America, like on and off over the course of a month. I don't, I don't know what the number is, but let's just say hypothetically speaking, and let's say a majority of them are, are on East Coast. Let's say 65% of them are more towards the East and 45% are on the West, including other countries. Like what dollar amount value is it worth to change how that feels for 15% of the population and where it, right. that's flip-flops like if i don't know how much and it costs to transfer yeah. servers or move them but i don't know if it's worth it or not that's the only yeah, thing sure. with that and that's that's the real question right when you're looking at a company they have to make decisions that are like profitable right sorry, they're said, going to i said 65 45 i meant 35 but yeah sorry yeah. Go on. so like i i don't think because like Sure, I would like centralized servers, and it annoys me every time a game comes out and the servers are in California, because it's like, why do you keep doing this? Because if your game blows up enough, then it it, it, it eventually you're going to want to move them to Chicago anyway, because all the East Coast people are going to complain. That being said, the desync that occurs in Black Desert Online, I don't believe to be a a, a, a product of where the servers are located. Sure, I'd like those servers to be located in Central, but is that going to fix desync? No. And so if it's not going to fix desync, then what is the incentive for Perlobis to spend the money to make that move? It just doesn't exist. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if there's an incentive, and that's on them. I, I'm not really sure. But again, I'm not, I'm not like opposed to it, although I, I do always laugh at what people's idea of centralized is, but I, I'm not opposed to it. I'm just pointing out there's like so much involved. And like when talking about desync, like just actual desync, the issue of desync in this game is just, it doesn't matter where the servers are. The desync is going to be bad for everybody because the, it just is bad right now. It's like, I don't know, there's a lot of, maybe the game needs to be slowed way down since they can't actually figure out desync, but somehow it's getting faster and faster and it just becomes more and more obvious. I don't know. Yeah. What's bizarre about desync too is that they're just like refusal to acknowledge 
that it exists. That's the most bizarre thing about desync to me. Have they ever said like, yeah, we know desync is a problem and and we're trying to like figure it out. I don't think they've ever said that. They just like pretend it doesn't exist when it's like one of the biggest things holding back competitive PVP in this game. Yeah, they definitely don't really address it head on. Doesn't feel like it's something they're really working on. Yeah, I mean, desync is exactly why I have like zero interest in doing like a one versus one queue personally. Now, I hope they make one because I know there's a lot of people that like really want a one versus one like ladder, but I personally have zero interest in it because whenever if I do 10 fights and one of them was decided purely by desync, I want to uninstall this fucking game. I lose my mind over that shit. It makes me so fucking mad. Someone said, wasn't that what the reason for the outfits for Siege? That's not for desync. That's for frames. That would be funny, <laughs> yeah, though. Yeah, it's yeah. like if somehow the solution is just everyone has to wear matching outfits and desync goes away. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's too many capes flapping around when characters are doing their movement. That's what's causing the desync. Well, that's the irony about those outfits is those outfits have capes and like really shiny textures. I don't know. Maybe it's like reflective textures or shiny textures are less performance but i i always find it funny there's like kind of a lot of detail in those outfits those ugly ass what are they they're basically the bugatti outfit right but without logos close yeah close to it yeah uh anyway let's move on uh janeway says awaken witch pve is just abysmal and unfair in regards to silver gain for progression progress in the game Add to that her 1v1 ability to defend her spot to even do the shitty PvE in the first place just makes it feel bad and not fun. The T4 pet buffs are needed, but just widens the silver gap even more for which, as leaving loot behind, wasn't a massive issue. It's all a bit sad, TBH. Alright, that I, I'm gonna I'm gonna do some digging and come back to this comment. Hopefully I remember. I probably won't. Janeway, please comment again to remind me next weekend. But um I, Illyrian Despins, who is like one of the most negative, negative on, on Witch. Like he, everything he says about Witch is like, this class is trash, it sucks, blah, 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 blah. He has been Every cons- time I see him post in your chat, it's the complaining. only thing he's ever doing is complaining, complaining about, about Witch. Witch. He has been <laughs> consistently saying that his PVE has been really good lately. So I don't know if it's spot dependent or what, but he says that Awaken Witch PVE actually feels good. Now I can't speak to suck. Maybe suck feels bad, but so I'm wondering what the disconnect is. Why someone like yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe he needs to make some videos or something, but mm. uh, um, Janeway yeah. also says putting servers in Chicago would make playing from Australia unplayable. We come into states from the West. I have 180 to 220 ping, and I'm concerned whether I'd even be <laughs> able to connect. We didn't choose NA. It was the only option made available. Yeah, maybe the maybe what they could do is allow server transfers and then move it to quote unquote central. Jimmy Boy says, "Is there any chance that someone asked Jay about Wukong class if we ever get him on PC too? Did anyone ask Jay or anybody at the Voices of Adventure event about the Wukong class?" No, he doesn't work for the Chinese mobile video. <laughs> he would know nothing about that. I see, I see. Interesting. <laughs> I don't I don't know if someone did. Honestly, I didn't. That's the thing that sucks is it wasn't like a very, very organized like Q&A. So I have no idea what anyone else asked. 
Mm. Except that choice asked about little capes. Little capes. Yeah, told get me. rid of little capes. No one likes them. Uh, oh, Chacha says, I'm going to be honest, I wouldn't be surprised if Frosty has me blocked crying laughing emoji. Why? Why do you have why do you oh. have them blocked, Frosty? Is your name Ochacha? I probably I would block that name, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I think he's talking uh, about my in-game block list. Probably because he spams macros. I don't know. Yeah. There's a lot of uh there's a lot of accents on these letters on this next name, so I'm gonna go ahead and apologize in advance. Uh Rock Jofisic. I am a hundred percent sure that's not how that's pronounced, but Apologies. Says, thanks for reducing the amount of I don't know. There you go, Frosty. Someone noticed. Yeah, I think today it probably went back up. I apologize. We're going to work on it. <laughs> I definitely honest, said I, like a thousand times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was not like cognizant of how many times I said like or I don't know, so it probably skyrocketed today. I, I think I did pretty good last week. I probably did fucking awful today. The Watchman says, hi there, I would like to know your opinion about Awakening DK. Thinking of rolling to her, but I don't want to play a busted class. Her Nayashi say she does Sork GRJ damage, but from ranged, is this true or over-exaggeration? I'm looking to roll off Nova to DK, but don't want to be a FOTH roller. Uh, What's FOTH? I think it means FOTM. Uh, I would love you guys' hour. opinions. Maybe hour. Please and thank you. Flavor of the hour. So what's your thoughts on Awaken DK? Uh, it's really good, but that's just play. If you want to play Awaken DK, who again, like my advice is always don't who cares what anyone says? Like if someone complains about the class balance, just whatever. That's PA's fault, not yours. If you enjoy the class, you think it's fun, then play it. Uh that being said, I don't think DK is an FOTM class right now, so you're safe if you're worried about that. Yeah. It's popular and it's really strong, but right now it's not in the limelight. Like some other classes. Yeah, it's definitely not like on the immediately needs to get nerfed list. That's for sure. That's, you know, suck Berserker, Titan Blow, suck Kuno, pretty much all range damage, which I guess maybe you can include DK in that, but I don't think anybody does. They're like mid ranged. Or when we say range damage, we mean true range damage, like suck witches, wizards, archers, <laughs> suck rangers. No, she does good damage. She does good damage from range and mid range, but yeah, absolutely. But I'm not. I don't think that. Whenever you, whenever okay, so we've both agreed like range damage needs to be nerfed. Do you include awaken DK in that bracket in that blanket statement of range damage needs to be nerfed? Because I sure don't. Mm, no. No, because it's like, God, I don't know. That's so, it's so tough. I, I would say it's definitely below where ranger range damage feels for sure. Yeah. It's different. Absolutely. Beast, but it's, I mean, suck ranger is the biggest problem but, of all the offenders. The difference is ra ranger is punishable. Oh, suck ranger is punishable. Mm. <laughs> Wake yeah, DK is not, is not punishable. So yeah, it just depends. I don't, depends how you look at it. It's a complex issue. But no, just play. If you like Awaken DK, play it. Don't worry about being flavor of the month. And it's nowhere near what the complaints that Suck Zerker is getting anyway. So just play it. No, 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 no. Nowhere near as powerful as Suck Zerker, which is current FOTM. So, um, 
Where was I? Steve Smith says, love me good Zweihander precision German engineering at its finest and just release classes with Awakening. Uh, hold it until it's all done. Yeah. I agree. Wish they would do that. Be nice. But that makes for uh, less content. You gotta drag it out. So, Alright, that's it. Yeah, they can get you to buy a costume, hate succession, melt your costume, release awakening that's different and cool, buy another costume, and double, you know, double dip on that cash. Yeah, for sure. It's it's definitely a business decision to like have it be two very I mean it used to be three this it used to be three releases, remember? I mean the releasing with succession thing is a is a fairly new thing. It used to be the class releases with nothing. <laughs> And then the succession comes out, and then the awakening comes out. Yeah. Oh, the good old days of not even releasing with absolute, so you couldn't kill polymobs. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> We're getting there. We're getting there. Maybe one day we'll release with uh, awakening. I mean, this was the first time we released with um with their bombs, right? Wasn't it? Well, it didn't release with their bombs, but they came fairly quickly. Well, the the first time in this case is the C skills coming out before Awakening is out. Yeah, that's yeah, never yeah. happened before. And like you said, the bombs came out pretty quick. It was it was only a what one week gap. That's pretty fast. Yeah, I think we waited two weeks from launch to bombs and then one week for the C skills. I think. Yeah, that's a good timeline. Yeah, after that, one week after that. It's not too bad. Not too bad. Um, I did want to ask you one more thing real quick. Yeah. Did you happen to see that Peon made another video on BDO? I did. I didn't get a chance to watch it yet. But it was a yeah. very negative opposite of his last video. I um think, right? so I would I would say it was a bit mixed. Um one of the things that was interesting that he pointed out was he he tried to do some Elvia stuff and of course failed miserably because he didn't know what was going on but he pointed out that like oh these grind swats actually have mechanics and he was talking about how like that was cool to see that they're trying to make more mechanics mm. and like this is a dude that I I listen that man probably hates BDO at this point in his life right i mean he doesn't say that in the video he compares it to being in an abusive relationship a toxic relationship but the fact that uh he like had a lot of praise for like trying to diversify grind spots i'm just saying i think that's the way of the future you make you make interesting like mechanics and ways to break up the monotony of running in circles i think that's neat yeah and they seem to be doing that a little bit with the Calfion stuff too. Mm -hmm. Let's see how it actually yeah. feels. But like, here's the thing. So while that is true to an extent, I think orcs at first felt like that, but then it's like once you get used to orcs, it doesn't really feel like there's mechanics. You're just grinding in a circle. It's just your circle is guided by these towers. True. Yes. Yeah. I would agree with that. Yeah, and it's it's a very simplistic mechanic that doesn't actually require you do anything other than what you were already doing, anyways. Basically, right? Gyphon's a little bit more different, unique. Mm -hmm. Although, yeah, oddly, we're for me still kind of like it gets boring. Cause I, I don't know what it is. I think I need to move pack to pack. 
just the thing that keeps me awake. I don't know. That being said, he did uh he did very heavily criticize the new region and Draconia, which was interesting. Yeah. So, so all right. I, I can understand here's the thing with the new region critique is he said that the city the main city is a letdown mm-hmm. which is fine I, I think you could say the whole region maybe is a letdown but I don't get why the main city being a camp is a letdown because it's supposed to be at the foothill of like snowy mountains yeah I, I personally like that I mean I, I think we said this when we had Armin on I, I personally like that it's not like a giant city I kind of like that it's just like a big encampment yeah. Um. But yeah, the main thing that I remember him pointing out was that he felt like it was all just like reused assets. Yeah, with snow like, on them instead. Yeah. Which might be exactly. true. I don't know. He said that it looked like he said it looked like any other region during like a winter event in which snow falls. Which like I don't know, kind of fair, I guess. Kind of fair. But I don't know. I I I like the city being a big camp instead of being another like town. I don't know. Have I told you my theory about winter part one and part two? You have. You have. Yes. Yeah. I think we went over that you uh, two weeks ago. I don't know if it's real or not, but there's definitely part of me that feels like we got a part one and they're not going to mention part two until it's actually done or for sure going to actually come. Yes. Which I, means I, there's I... a chance it never comes, but. Yes. Yes. Yeah. There's a good chance. But I, Yeah. No. Yeah, because just... we're not. Yeah. We're not on the Mountain of Eternal Winter. I can't get yeah. over the fact that this region is called the Mountain of Eternal Winter, and we're not on a fucking mountain. <laughs> yeah, it needs to be called the Foothills of the Mountain of Eternal Winter. Yeah, there's there's no shot that this is all there is. There's There's got to be more. Yes. Yeah. Like, ja- like, like in- Jax is pointing out, the big thing to me that really stands out is they added a whole mechanic with items that removes this frostbite debuff but there is yes very few spots where that happens like zero reason for you to even be in these spots except for passing by for a quest which makes me think there's going to be bigger mountains to explore where you actually do get frostbite and you have to Mm -hmm. you know trek through them for a while yeah i i think the if you look at the mountain of eternal winter like node like to the right of that is like the biggest mountain in the region. And I believe that's supposed to be the actual mountain. So like, I think that all that area to the right is probably going to be a part two, most likely, but I don't know. We'll see. We'll fucking see. There's also supposed to be the demon lands. I believe North of Valencia. They're also supposed to, at some point expand Margoria, right? Way up to the Northwest. I have no faith in any of this stuff, but yeah. (laughs) <laughs> Ye of little faith, Frosty. I have no faith in any of that. <laughs> All right, well, are we good? Are we good to wrap it up? Yep. All right. Well, thank you, everybody, so much for listening. Uh, make sure to check out our Twitch streams. Again, you can find those in the link down below. Twitch.tv slash SoFrosty. Twitch.tv slash Nayashi underscore NA, who unfortunately couldn't join us today. And Twitch.tv slash NotResLar. Um, leave a comment. Let us know your thoughts. And we'll see you all next week. Bye.